Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's get nasty on a Friday. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers from the road and Andrew Marsh here in the studios. I'm Anthony Stalter. 201. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Jamie, that's how it's supposed to look. Last night as the Blues get it done uh, against the Calgary Flames, 3-0. Joel Holfer recorded his first career shutout. Stopping 27 shots in that 3-0 victory of the Flames. He became the third youngest goaltender in Blues history at 23 years old. Uh, 23 years and 88 days, in fact, to record a shutout. And uh, it was it was an impressive performance by him. And I love the fact that the kid, after the Coyotes game, where he deserved a better fate than the final score would indicate, turns around and then picks up his first career shutout. That was impressive. Yeah, it was great. You know, right from the get-go, the Blues were a different team last night. You know, very first face-off, uh, they get the puck in the zone and they get on the forecheck quickly against Calgary Flames, and they never took their foot off the gas for the rest of the game. And, and you know, people often wonder, you know, what is the Blues, per- like, what, what's their strategy? What, what does Craig Bruby want from this team? How can they be successful? That's how they're successful, is they get the puck in deep, they get to work on the forecheck, and then they take advantage of the opportunities when they present themselves. And when things fall apart, they get solid goaltending from not one, but two guys now this season. Honestly, that was probably the best game from start to finish that I've seen them play all season long. They just were really connected out there, did a really good job uh, defensively. I mean, at, uh, I think, the, uh, I think the, uh, the, the Flames only had four shots on goal in the second period. Their top two lines through the first two periods, their top line, rather, all their big stars, had zero shots on goal through 40 minutes. Wow. They were so bad that the head coach for the other team split them up for the third period to try and generate offense. Mm-hmm. So that, for me, that tells a story. And then getting back to the original comment you had about Joel Hofer, it's great. You know, what this shows me about the young man is that, you know, he, he's mentally tough, too. Because that didn't go his way against the Coyotes. And what's think about this for a second, Anthony. Can you imagine being that young kid and you got Jordan Bennington who is, you know, he's the, the main character in an epic run for a franchise's first Stanley Cup ever. Yeah. And now you're playing with him. You're his partner. And he's on an epic start for this franchise again. And then the only game that you get in, you get the wheels blown off you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as a young man... That could get to you. Could get to it, but he didn't let it get to him. He got out there. He was confident. 
I mean, I love the way he moves the puck, too. He does such a good job of moving the puck. And the boys played hard, man. Defensively, I know we're going to get into everything right now, and I'm just kind of throwing up Blues content right now here Let in the go. first segment. Go for it. But Colton Pareko and Nick Letty, I mean, these guys are playing great. Colton Pareko especially, this might be the best I've ever seen him play. So what's the, what's the main difference, Jamie? Is it just is it just him? Because you've always talked about the talent. You've always talked about the long strides. You've always talked about how he can get in somebody's kitchen like Nathan McKinnon, and and really dominate and be and be a difficult matchup. But what is different about what we have seen thus far to Colton Pareko in your your eyes, man? You you can see it. You know you've played the game. You've played the damn position. What's different about this? Well, the first thing he mentions uh, for some of his success is having taken the clear at camp with you. Okay, past. there so, we go. Now, um, I, I didn't want to mislead. I didn't want to lead yeah. the witness at all yeah. on that one, but I appreciate you bringing that up, Jamie. No, no problem. He said that although he was the only person at the camp, he really enjoyed it. Felt like he got a lot out of it. He benefited from the one-on-one time. So, yeah, he said that next time we'd appreciate it if the coach had skates on, um, and, and, yeah. but and not football way, and not football cleats. Yeah, and he loved the football talk too at the clear at camp. It was great. Um, <laughs> but talking to Listen, talking when to you're Col- on a wide receiver, you always want to make sure that you get them over to the sidelines, okay? Your sidelines is your friend. I mean the boards. The boards are your friend. Yeah, uh, Coach Stalter, uh, I'm not sure if that is the correct sport that we're playing here. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, so what you want to do is you just want to clear it out of the zone as quickly as possible. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> uh, so apart, apart from that, though, uh, what I'm seeing is uh, I've seen a guy who's confident. I just am like uh, we talked yesterday uh, about him being assertive and how it wasn't really there last year. He's assertive. I just love watching him play out there. Like I love watching the frustration on the other team when they can't do anything. Like last night, there were a number of times where you know, he may have been caught in a compromised position, but what he was smart, he backed off a little bit, gave a little bit of ice and then took it away. Yeah. And then skates a guy into dead ice and the guy has nothing to do but to turn the puck over. Mm-hmm. And then Colton Pareko takes the puck, and he heads up north with it now. Two hard strides, and that guy can't catch him. And I'm watching these Calgary Flames players just, like, so ticked off. So ticked off. There was a moment last night where one of the players came up to the blue line, and he went clear across the ice trying to avoid Colton Pareko. He like, yeah, I'm not going down this side because there's no point. Mm-hmm. And he went over to the other side, and then what What was his reward? Nick Letty stood him up, took the puck, and moved it up the ice. So I, overall, the defense the defense unit, uh, last night happened to be seven, but all of them, I mean, right now there's eight defensemen on this roster. All eight defensemen have done a very good job uh, in front of their goaltenders, and now both goaltenders are proving that they're good. Forwards are starting to put some pucks in the net. Robert Thomas was great, but he had six shots on net last mm-hmm. night. Jordan Cairo, another breakaway. He's a little snake bit right now, but that'll come for sure. I was thoroughly impressed with Casper Kapanen yeah. last night. I thought he had a really good game. And it's not just because he scored a shorthanded goal, but let's let's digest that for a second. Casper Kapanen's on your penalty kill. He really wasn't that anywhere else, but he is here for Craig Berube, and he's taking a, a huge amount of pride and playing in that spot, and then turning on the offense. And Oscar Sundquist, man, he had, we're going to be talking to him before the game tonight on Valley Sports, but he had a, just a fantastic all-around game. He's such a good dude, too. Sat with him on the plane, talked about, you know, different things, hockey, talking about the game last night, and talking about what he believes is the true identity of this Blues team. And I'll tell you what, 
apart from the captain himself, Braden Chen, I don't know if there's a guy that cares more about this Blues team. Yeah. I mean, Oscar Sundquist knows what this team needs to do to win. He loves this team. He loves the head coach. He just wants to win again wearing the blue note. So it, it's great. I guess what I'm trying to say is you're getting you're getting the, the mental buy-in, you're getting the physical buy-in on, on both ends of the ice, and you're getting the execution from the players that you should get it from. So right now, it, things are pointing in the right direction. Jamie, will we see this team go with 11-7 and seven again tonight, or do you think that's a one-and-done because of the back-to-back? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. It, it's a tough call because it's back-to-back, and you, you probably don't want to stress your forwards out too much, meaning that you'd probably be a little easier to roll with four lines and go back to six defensemen. But honestly, Marshy, like if I'm the coach, I'm not touching anything. That team last night, that that was the best 60-minute performance they've had all season long. I wouldn't touch a thing. But, you know, hey, look, it's not my team. I don't run the team. Um, you know, so maybe they have a different idea. Maybe they have different plans. But, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on that whole thing. You know, Jamie, I want to go back to two things you, you said before. One, that's the Robert Thomas that I would love to see on a consistent basis. That's, that is the aggressive, the 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 guy that, that just – can take not take over a game but maybe take over a shift right like he he doesn't have the skills the skill set of a Connor McDavid or or a a McKinnon we know that but he does have the skill set to give you more point production that's not just assist He, he could be a goal scorer as well I that is the version of Robert Thomas I would love to see game in and game out the other comment that you made was about Kasperi Kapanen so Kapanen and Verona came in at the same time last year. And if you're Verona, at least I'll say from from my standpoint, if I'm Jacob Verona and I'm looking at what Kasper Kapanen did last night and how Chief is using Kasper Kapanen as you as you threw out there, I I'm chom- I'm chomping at the bit to get back in there. Cuz it's a it's a similar opportunity. And you have always said he's giving you the answers to the test. Chief's giving the answers to Seth. So this is how, Jacob Verona, this is how I want you to play. Just like this. Or look at another player if you want, You know, and, and maybe it's not as easy just to compare those two because they came in at the same time. To, to the Blues, I mean. But if again, if I'm Verona, I'm sitting up there, I'm saying, this, this is what my coach has asked. This is how he wants me to play. And this is one of my final shots, I would think, in the NHL, at least to play for a, a team that gives a damn about winning. I'm going to do that. So... Those are my my two thoughts there when you mentioned Thomas and how aggressive he was offensively and then how how good Casper Kapanen has looked. We I think Jamie? we lost Jamie. Uh-oh. Did you mute yourself, Jamie? No, I no. think he... Uh... That's all right. What do you think about that, Marsh? Talking about Verona, Kapanen, guys that came in, similar similar idea for, for, for both players, what Doug Armstrong was doing. I'm, t- I'm going to take a flyer on a guy mm-hmm. that has been... You know, kind of bounced around a little bit. Very different issues for Verona than Kapanen, but guys that are getting similar opportunities. I think we got Jamie back. Jamie? Yeah, we do. Who cares what I think? Yeah, I'm back here, boys. Go ahead, Jamie. No, no. What were you saying, Marshy? Go ahead. Anthony was just asking me about the uh, the situation between Verona and Kasperi Kapanen. I think bottom line, it's just a mindset thing. You have to want to be out there. Sure. And if if he gets back in the lineup at some point and we see similar results, 
that what we saw in the first five games, well, then he'll be back in the, in the press box because Craig Berube has laid it out there that he is taking no BS this year. If mm-hmm. you're not playing hard and you're not playing the style that he wants you to play, you're not going to play. Right. So I hope he looks at that and thinks, hey, I need to be back out there. But I don't think he should look at Kasperi Kapanen and just look at him and say, that's, you know, he he's my motivation. He should just automatically want to be back no, on the great ice. point. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I can tell you this, guys. Jacob Verona is not happy about things with the being healthy scratch. I mean, who who usually is, right? It's not a positive thing, but it it has him fired up. He, he had a, um, let's see here, not a heated, a very animated, that's the word I'm looking for, animated discussion with Craig Berube yesterday at the rink. He also had a second animated conversation with Steve Ott on the ice. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there's some things that are getting lost uh, in, in translation, and I don't mean language-wise. I mean just what the coaching spa- staff is expecting from Jacob Verana and what he is believing that he's doing or not doing. And that's a real thing, by the way. Because as a player, you can believe sometimes that you are doing it the way you're supposed to do it, and but you're not. Yeah. It's just like anything else. Sometimes we get this fog... And we think, oh yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Well, when you step back a little bit, you realize that maybe you're not. And so I think that there's some video work that's going to go into uh, talking with Jacob Verona to show him exactly what you're talking about, so that the player understands. Because the talent is there, like the goal scoring ability, the offense, all that stuff. It's there for Jacob Verona. I just think Craig Berube and the staff here, they just want more, more compete. On a, on a full-time basis. And again, nobody's silly enough to think that these offensively gifted guys are going to always be defensive warriors out there. Sure. No, there is a sacrifice that goes into it. You know when you get an offensive guy like that that the defense is going to be you know less than what you would desire, but you still have to find that compete in that individual. And when the game's on the line, you got to make the right play. So there, there is talk right now between them. I, I think that when Jacob Verona gets back in, it's up to him at that point. Prove he can play or prove he's better in the press box. Ooh. Well, hopefully it's the former for both the player and the team because I'd like to see Jacob Verona obviously have offensive skill. Uh, blossom like here. It up, man. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the ability. No doubt. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Don't forget, you got the Blues back in action again tonight. They take on the Vancouver Canucks as they continue this Canada road trip. Jamie's with us until 4. Then BT's going to step in from 4 to 6. So you will hear a lot of Blues coming up in these first two hours. But yeah, let's talk about game one tonight between the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. When we look back on this World Series, how will it be remembered? if at all. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. series is tonight as the Diamondbacks visit the Texas Rangers 7.03 local time for game one it'll be postseason Nate playoff Nate Nathan Nathan Evaldi 
versus uh, some dude named Zach Gallen, who's been pretty good for the for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Who? Yeah, Zach Gallen. He used to pitch for the Marlins. Ah. Idiots got rid of him. So, can you imagine getting rid of a guy like that? No, no, you don't. Fools, you don't. Then you never recover. Mm. You know, especially if you give up two starters. Ah, uh, <laughs> in the same deal. What team would do that? I haven't found one that would do mm. that. I'll look. Yep. I'll look while you guys talk. How will this World Series be remembered, guys? When you when you play this out, maybe it's different for you guys. Maybe it's different for d- depending on who wins it. But if you're thinking about how this World Series will be remembered, Jamie, how do you think it will be remembered? Wow. You know, I, there's there's two stories to it. I've said it all week long, and the stories are one franchise either wins their first World Series or the ultimate underdog comes through and wins a World Series. Sure. I think those are the only two stories here. That's the storyline. I mean, what else is there? Like yeah. that, That's it. Like, what else is there? Yeah, Bruce but Bruce Bochy coming back. Okay, yeah, Bruce no, Bochy. But it still falls it still falls in into your first category there of the Rangers or at least the first storyline you're talking about about the Rangers winning for the first time and it took a guy like Bruce Bochy who had been out of the game for a while all, tremendous success, won 3 World Series with the Giants in less than 5 years. The, he his his time kind of runs its course. Hit the Giants were more than willing to say, hey, stay with us. You'll write your own ticket out of here. And he, he he sensed that his time in San Francisco was coming to an end. So I think he took a front office position with, with them for a, a year or so and then eventually caught, caught the bug again to manage. So he goes down to Texas. I think, Jamie, when you look at this, and if the Texas Rangers wind up winning, one, they were aggressive in off-seasons. You can't overlook that. They were aggressive to bring in Corey Seager. They were aggressive to bring in Marcus Simeon. They were aggressive to bring in, well, he hadn't pitched much, Jacob deGrom, Nathan Nivaldi, John Gray. They make the deal for Aroldis Chapman real early in the season. It, that was before the deadline, well before. The Royals made the deal, and they bring in Chapman. They fix him. They make the deal for Montgomery. Montgomery is pitching well. Mad Dog Maddox down in Texas makes a slight alteration to his mechanics, and now Jordan Montgomery is like a bleeping ace for the Texas Rangers. It's been the coaching staff maximizing the talent that is there, not making more out of the talent than, than, than provided to them, but maximizing what the talent is. So I think that's the storyline for the Rangers. It's a combination of being aggressive, a front office that was aggressive, and finding the right coaching staff to pair with this team. Bruce Bochy's mild-mannered. You're not never going to get too high, never going to get too low. Look at the man. So you could you could go back and look at how the man celebrated. He just turns around, hugs his coaching staff. That's about it. Even keel, big dome. Like that's Bruce Bochy. But he kind of <laughs> works for this Rangers team, you know? Is anybody surprised at how big Bruce Bochy is? Because like I remember when he used to manage the Giants and he always had the big dome, but I never thought he was like a tall guy. Yeah, he he walks out to the mound just this last week, and I was like, "It's a big dude." When the hell? When the hell did he grow? <laughs> He's a big. <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap! That guy's pretty big." Yeah, he is. I know it's completely off topic. No, but I just, I, you know, I think it's worth talking about. 
worth discussing. <laughs> two things here. One, Anthony, bad news. I found out the Cardinals actually got rid of two pitchers. It was Zach Allen and Sandy Alcantara. Hey, I don't know why they would do that. Marsh, if Pizza.com doesn't have it, I, I'm not interested in that. I, I don't. I, we've been down this road with Jamie. He goes on Twitter, and all of a sudden, like you know, people are buying <laughs> Anheuser Busch and stuff. I, I, if it's not from Pizza.com, I don't care. Well, the person has a blue verified check doesn't, mark. Don't, doesn't matter. Don't believe them? Nope. Okay. Uh, second thing, I do not find this series to be attractive whatsoever. At but that all. does not mean Marshall's that it really won't be it. a good series, though. I think I think the first few games we're going to really have to like just see what we got going on here. But I do believe as the series goes on, it yeah. will be it will become an attractive series to watch, and oh. people will start to tune in. Okay, so my, my question to you, Marsh, specifically, since since you just mentioned that, I think that's fair. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that feel as though, like, why am I tuning in for so this maybe one? Maybe the storylines become apparent as the series goes on. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So you go into this World Series saying, I'm not interested. If you want to participate, too, please chime in. Air Comfort Service tax line, 314-399-9646. Our audience is as diehard about baseball as you're going to find in the entire country. Now, there's still a regional aspect to that. And if my Cardinals aren't interested or not in it, I'm not interested. But again, this is a diehard baseball city. So I'm interested in your take on this. If you're not interested in this matchup or this World Series at large, what's going to get you interested? So that's my question to you, Marsh. And maybe you don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just off the bat, I'm thinking tight game. Um, maybe even a questionable call. What about the Diamondbacks winning the first the first two in Texas? Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. But then I need the Rangers to respond, just like the Astros did, because they made that a series. Yeah. Remember at the beginning of the ALCS, we were thinking, oh, wow, the Rangers could sweep the Astros. This series, what should have been a great series, we've been anticipating it all season long, Big mm-hmm. Brother versus Little Brother. The Rangers might sweep them, but then the the Astros came back. They won three in a row, and then they blew it. They ended up blowing it, and that was the storyline. The Rangers overcame that. Adolis Garcia became a big threat in the postseason. So if that does happen, then yeah, I would take an interest to it. I'm I'm not going to not watch the games. Like the yeah. game will be on. However, if there's a football game or a Blues game on, You're and I got multiple way. screens. Those games, the volume will be up. And partly because Jamie Rivers is on the Blues call. Of course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But as the series call, goes on, maybe maybe the volume goes up on the other TV. All right. Okay. I respect that. Yeah, it's going to be tough for me. I, I think I'll I think I'll tune in You know, tonight. You, you get the Blues and Canucks, so that's great. I'll be tuning in there. And then you've got game one tonight, and then nothing else. But tomorrow, it's going to be very difficult for me to turn off college football. To, to be locked into the World Series. And if it's a Sunday night, you know, if, they, if it winds up being a Sunday night at some point, I don't think it will be this week. But if it's Sunday night, it's I don't care if the, the matchup's bad in the NFL, I'm probably still tuning into the NFL. So that's kind of, I'm, I'm viewing it. But I am interested in tonight's game. See if the Diamondbacks, with their best pitcher on the mound, can, can steal one in Texas. So we'll find out. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, I'm Anthony Stalter. Back, back to the Blues. Offensive zone possession time, huge issue the other day when we were talking about it. We'll get Jamie's thoughts on whether or not things turned around last night, and we'll also discuss why the Blues suddenly get more pucks to the net. Maybe there's something strategy-wise or scheme-wise that Jamie can break down for us next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN.
Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging beds. Baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So a couple of the early issues for the Blues that we have discussed, including yesterday at great length, has been the offensive zone possession time and the Blues being outshot by their opponents. Also, part of that is getting pucks to the net. Jamie, how much did those three things change last night in the victory over the the Flames? Well, a lot. Uh, First of all, the Blues set a season high in shots on goal. I think the highest they'd had before was 26. They got 35 shots on goal last night. So that's obviously very impressive. And then apart from that, I I forget the exact number, but it was somewhere around 45%, I believe, offensive zone time in that ballpark. I could figure it out here really quickly, but massive difference. So leading up to last night's game, I think the Blues was like 37.4% of, of time spent in the offensive zone. The league average is 41.1%, and the Blues were way above that, mm-hmm. 45 46% at one point. So obviously a big difference. And look, it, it, it correlates. You spend more time in the offensive zone, you, sp- you generate more shots on goal, and that's just the way it is. So for the Blues to be successful, that's what they have to do. They have to get pucks in, go to work, maintain possession of the puck, and then when you have an opportunity to shoot the puck, you got to shoot it. One thing that I really liked last night that the Blues did, after Craig Berube talked about it openly to the media, he said, I don't like the way we're using our defense right now in the offensive zone. We're not using them enough. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you know Colton Pareko and Justin Falk and Nick Letty start to activate like Eric Carlson does from the Pittsburgh Penguins. It, it, all it means is that you can cycle the puck down low but teams figure it out quickly. If you're not going to use your defensemen, they just collapse down on the three guys. Yeah, so you know, you're not going to. You're not. Your defensemen aren't going to be engaged. So why why do we need to cover them? That's right. And so that had happened a few times to where 
some of the Blues forwards were forcing pucks back down low, but the opposition had numbers. And so it didn't work out, creates a turnover, and boom, you're back the other way, and your offensive time of possession is just kind of gone. It's wiped out. Last night, right from the very first shift of the game, they were using the defense, mm-hmm. going low to high, and then it would go D to D, and then there would be a shot on net with traffic in front, which, by the way, if, if you didn't watch the game last night, go back, just look at some of the highlights. Traffic in front of the opposition's net, and then puck retrieval was huge. Puck retrieval is just out-competing the opposition because it's a loose puck. Both, both teams, both players have the same opportunity to get it. Now, mind you, some guys are closer than the other, but for the most part, it's a winnable puck. Yeah. And the Blues were winning puck battles last night. And just really, I, I felt like the way they used the defenseman last night and the way they controlled the puck down low really opened up the offensive zone and created some chances for them to get pucks through the net. I mean, look at Nick Letty. That's a puck that Kevin Hayes protects the puck down the wall, carries a guy on his back basically around the net, then very, very wisely uses a bank pass off the boards. And instead of just handling the puck, like stick handling it or dusting it off, as mm-hmm. we say in the business, he hammered it. One timer shot on net. What what'd you have? You had Torpchenko and Jake Neighbor standing right in front of the opposition. Yeah. I think we lost you again there, Jamie. Yeah, that was a great play by Kevin Hayes. Yeah. Ends up protecting the puck. Mm-hmm. Makes his way around the net, finds Nick Letty, and then two guys were standing in front of the net, and right. ultimately that's how the Blues ended up scoring. It was a great play, and we've been talking about, uh, at least people have been questioning on the text line about Kevin Hayes and you know whether or not his offense would get going. Mm-hmm. And I think last night we saw what he can do, just using that big body to protect the puck and sure. make something happen in the offensive zone. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? We got Jamie back. No, we're still waiting on Jamie. Um, we apologize for any technical difficulties, but uh, Jamie, you know, he's he's on the road. He's doing his thing. Valley Sports and what what is up with Canada? Why can't they figure it out? Well, uh, like Jamie said, if you, if you don't have the hardwired into the hotel there, that's mm. that you're you're you know going on Wi-Fi. I think we're good again. Go I ahead, think Jamie. we're good. We're good guys. There we go. So weird because I can hear you guys and I'm talking and ordinarily because the little thing on the corner of my thing says on air. <laughs> Usually that disappears when I lose it, and I can like readjust. Mm-hmm. It stayed it's on air, good. and then I was wondering, like, why is Marshy cutting me off right now? <laughs> <laughs> Does he not hear me talking? <laughs> no. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Actually, it'd actually be kind of a fun skit. <laughs> where you guys, you guys just screw with me and act like my <laughs> mic is gone. That's a dangerous and, game. And every time I go to talk, you talk over me. Yeah. And then, Jamie, <laughs> then, then Jamie gets so ticked off that he starts to really talk about how he feels about us, Marsh. You know, because yeah, we, we think. Oh, I think of you. Yeah, you know, yeah. We start. We stop worrying about the NHL and we start worrying about the FCC. That's, that's yeah. right, Jamie. Can you react off of what Marsh just said about Kevin Hayes? So some people talking about Kevin Hayes. When's the offense going to get going and things like that? Sometimes it takes. It's going to take time. He's. He's. I feel like we have no patience for young players, let alone a veteran that is is changing teams, changing cities, changing whatever. I, I realize that Cody Bellinger in a different sport may take off with the, the Cubs, but more times than not, when you're playing a team sport, I, I feel like it's a slower burn when it comes to yeah. guys getting transitioned. How about justin falk for a perfect local example it it took falk almost an entire year to get comfortable with a new city new team new locker room new expectations yeah no i agree 
Look, a lot is expected of Kevin Hayes. And I think the reason is, yes, he's he counts as $3.5 million on our cap, but technically he's a $7 million player because the Flyers have eaten 50% of his contract. So if you think of a $7 million player, you're like, okay, we need to, to get something out of this guy. And he's been good. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been great, but he's been good. And I think that some of that is getting used to the system. He's had different line mates almost every single game. And I don't mean like two different line mates every time, but there's almost been like one person in, one person out, two guys changing. Now he's got neighbors in Torpchenko. Uh, he started with Blay and Verana. So there's some adjustments that are going along there. There's no doubt that Kevin Hayes would like to produce more. And I think Kevin himself would say that his pace of play in the first handful of games was probably not where he wanted it to be. But last night was better. Yeah. And he's been your number one centerman in the faceoff circle. 58% last night, which is a great number to have. But he's been your best guy all season long. So he's winning faceoffs, which means he's giving you puck possession. Could he produce a little bit more? Yeah, but I think that will come with time. And, and you know, this is this is why Kevin Hayes is your third line center. Like let's let's back it up for a second. Braden Shen is your second line center, and you've got Robert Thomas as your first line center. I think the expectations for Kevin Hayes right now, till he gets going, till he gets a rhythm, is he's a third line center. Yeah. If he can chip in from time to time, great. But that line has been very good. That line spent more time in the offensive zone than they did the defensive zone. Mm-hmm. That's a win for me. And th- those points will come, and it'll be off plays like you saw last night where Kevin Hayes protects the puck makes a real smart heads-up play, which I think he, his puck management last night was much better than it had been. There were some turnovers in games before leading up to it that you're kind of shaking your head a little bit. But again, that all that could be growing pains with a new franchise. Sure. So I'm willing to give him some time. That's Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Thursday Night Football. Well, we'll update you. I did not think that there was any there was going to be any sort of update on our Pick'em Challenge, but we've got drama down the hall, so we'll update you on that. Plus... Are the what? bills? Are the yeah, yeah, Jamie. Oh, you're gonna I can't be, wait to hear You're going to be excited and a little ticked off, at least at one of us. Uh, are the bills the definition of smoke and mirrors too? That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So I was watching a Thursday night football game last night while also taking, you know, keeping keeping tabs on uh, the Blues as well, of course. And at one point, I just thought about, of course, of course. At one point, Jamie, I just thought about. It. I'm like, you know what? We didn't. We I did not verify. I trusted everybody. I did not verify if everybody got their picks in. And with you, come on, with you traveling a lot, Jamie, I thought, uh oh. So I logged in, saw Jamie's account there clicked on it held my breath jamie got his picks in no problem no problem yeah you're scaring me though did somebody else not get him in marsh got his in carrie oh, got sh- his in nooks i got BT. i got mine uh, bt did not bt did not get his his play in last night and of course there's the bills so is a layup ah. boy that stung um but, but, neither did Moon or King Scott. <laughs> Shh. 
Shut the front door. Neither of those guys got their picks in. Oh, my God. Yeah. There is, was there a fist fight today? So, Jamie, this is, this is what I was going to bring to the table here. We will get into this I'd Thursday night game. and look what happens. Jamie, listen here. I tuned okay. into the Rizzuto show thinking, this is going to be a bloodbath today because Riz doesn't put up with this crap, okay? He's down five. His team is down five to two to us in this Pick'em Challenge. Not one, but two guys did not get their picks in last night. King Scott, Moon, both both missed it, okay? So I'm listening, I'm listening, you know, I got getting the kids ready, all that stuff, making breakfasts and lunches and, you know, short order, short order cook style in the morning. Didn't hear uh-huh. anything. I thought, surely I missed it. So as I was coming in today, I was listening to the podcast, and and eventually I heard Moon say, "Yep, nope, this is uh, this is my fault. I uh, I didn't save the picks. I didn't click next on. I know the software. I should have known better. I made the pick. I just didn't click next. Well, we should just give it to him <clears throat> first. Yeah, yeah right. That's, yeah, that'll be know? the next. That'll be the next exactly. conversation. Exactly. First of all, that's not true. As soon as you make the pick in this software, it's done. You don't have to click anything. Yeah, it's done. You know that the the old software two years ago you had to click next. Yeah, they click next or save whatever. Not this. As soon as you click on one team, that's it. You're yeah. you're good. So for them to say, oh yeah, no, I didn't make my pick, and you didn't, just own it. But here's here's what was worse, Jamie. Riz, Riz just laughs. He just like, oh yeah, no, that's uh, boy, that stinks. And Moon cracked a joke. He's like, hey, listen, if we lose by one, then it's all Scott's Scott's fault. And Riz is like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> They're done. They're done. The they've, com- they've given up. The competitive fire, Jamie, is out of that team. If Riz is gonna laugh this off, they have completely given up. They might as well wave the white flag. Try to get a reduced punishment from us and just start the punishment early, from what I heard today. Yeah, Anthony, it's disturbing in a lot of ways because, you know, one, one, I, I thought they respected the game more than that. Uh, but two, I thought they had more pride in the show. Like, especially Scott Rizzuto, his name is the show. Mm-hmm. And he's just given up, like, that's weird. It's definitely weird. That's weird. Well, I, at this point, I don't care if they give up or not. If they give up, I don't care. Then we're going to bury the needle. No doubt. We just keep going yeah. here. We just you keep doing what we do. You want to play it off? We don't We don't care. Right. You guys go do your little giggle fest, little tummy sticks. <laughs> That's fine. We're going to bury you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, BT will, uh, he will be punished for this. We have to. Uh, we're not going to talk about what we're going to do. In the face. But uh, you, you can't be missing picks when, when we're in the middle of a competition here. And BT knows that. And BT have you will. talked to him? I've, I reached out to him today. Um, as you as you can yeah. imagine, he's distraught about it. He he realized it at halftime that he didn't get his picks in, and he w- he felt horrible. He apologized. Um, we will deal with this matter internally, and there will be uh, uh, both physical and mental pain that comes to BT. But he yeah. again, he, he he's aware red. of it. Yeah, yep. There's a code red. We're gonna put the old soap in the sock. Well, close the door, Jamie. I said we're gonna keep this internally. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just laying it out a little bit. I appreciate that. Brad so, knows. So the Bills, the Bills down Jamie's box. At no point did I think that the Bills were uh, that the Bills didn't have control of that game. 
Tampa was set up with a touchdown off a deflection. Uh, a really nice play by Antoine Winfield Jr. to bat Josh Allen's pass up in the air, and a defensive lineman caught it for an interception, set up a touchdown to make it 10-10. And then the Bucs had an opportunity on a Hail Mary that – I, if Chris Godwin gets his head turned around quicker, he may catch the damn thing, and then who knows? Maybe maybe what they the actually win it. What the hell was he doing there, Anthony? I, he, I, he was like, a, honestly, I have no idea. I watched the play no less than 10 times, because of course they show it. He's not even looking towards the ball. It's no. like he's like... It's like bees, bees. Just act <laughs> like there's bees. I'm serious. He's over like pushing... Their, their guy, and then he's spinning around and then just happens to go, oh, there's the ball. Yeah. Bees. Like, <laughs> if his eyes were locked on the ball like they should be at all times, especially if it's a Hail Mary, yeah, that's a touchdown. No no question. No question. Yeah, I'd bench him. I'd get rid of that guy. I don't know if you do that. but Well, maybe not. It's a little here's, harsh. here's my ultimate takeaway on this. Let's focus on the Bills. Because the Bucs being three and four, I, I actually think they've been better than – I expected. I, and Baker Mayfield, he made plays last night. I mean, he uh, Leonard Floyd had him dead to rights on one sack. He slipped out. He slipped out of that one and and rushed. You know, rushed for a first down. There's a couple of times. He uh, Von Miller had had him. You know, one handed ankle and Baker while falling down completed another pass to uh, extend a drive. I think the one that they scored on. They they had gifted opportunities because the Bills kept giving them them on the 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 last drive the second to last drive where they scored a touchdown but the Bucks have been better than I expected so three and four not not much of a storyline I'll say this without Josh Allen the Buffalo Bills are a below average team the Buffalo Bills without Josh Allen are are a three or four win team Stephon Diggs is a stud Josh Allen's a stud you take Josh Allen off and he's like oh you're taking a franchise quarterback off the of course they're going to be worse. That's not my point. My point is that roster I don't think is that great overall, top to bottom. And then when you factor in some of these these uh, injuries, Matt Milano, I was calling him Matt Madonna for a while. I apologize if you heard that. I got Mike Madonna, Mike, great hockey Mike Madonna. I was calling him Matt Madonna. Mm, what's his Matt brother? Milano. No oh. different spelling. Rusty, thanks. No, cousin. I, I appreciate Rusty reaching out to me on Twitter. Oh. He goes, "Where are you finding a D in Milano's name?" I go, "I'm an idiot. I've run Did into." You say Madonna. I I was saying Madonna. <laughs> Matt Milano. I had Mike Madonno okay. stuck in and it. The, it's reverse. I had the hockey player in my head this time. So hang on. I got to come clean here on something. You guys may have heard it last night if you're watching the game. The Nick Letty goal itself. Um, JK and I, in the break leading up to that, we're talking about one of the Flames players. It was his very first NHL game. And we're talking about my first NHL goal and all this stuff, right? So... That was lodged in my brain somehow. Like, you know, like I can't get things to get lodged in there on a regular basis, but <laughs> yeah. once they do, it worse they're in there. Yeah. So then Nick Letty, like a minute later, shoots and scores. It looks like it goes off of Jake Neighbors. And I'm thinking, well, all his family's here. This is the first time his grandparents have ever seen an NHL game, and it's his first goal in Calgary. I go to say, that might be Jake Neighbors' first career NHL goal. He scored last game. That's right. (laughs) And I'm like sitting there and I'm like all excited about it, right? I'm excited about it. And then our producer gets in my ear, uh, dude, he scored two games ago. I'm like, Yes, he did. All right. Yep. That I had to go I crack. I was like, Yeah, you know what? That's not his first career NHL goal. Even if it's not (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we wear it. 
Should have blamed it on J.K. You know, John, I don't know why you said that. Uh, clearly, <laughs> Jake Neighbors oh. scored. Hey, we all That'd do it. Funny. I was, JK might stab me. I was driving. I was driving in. I was listening to our guys BK and Ferrario, and BK uh, was talking. They were talking about the Blues, and then BK was setting up the next segment. And BK goes, "So yeah, impressive performance. Shut up by Billy Huso last night." And he, he he moved on. I go, "Nope, that's Joel Hofer." And then they came back. And he's like, "Yep, I'm an idiot. I said Philly Huso meant Joel Hofer." It happens. I did the same thing last night when I was doing play-by-play. I said the person's name, and as I said it, I go, "Is not on the ice right now." <laughs> <laughs> then we got a lot going on in, the, in these in these heads of ours. Um, so, anyways, Matt Milano not having him for the Bills—that's tough. Not having their corner, Tre'Davious White, is is a huge issue. When you start to factor those those guys in, I think we lost Jamie again with Josh Allen. No, he's there. No, he's not. Never mind, he's gone again. Got without without Josh Allen, that is a that is a below average roster. And my point in all this is that it, it the Bills will only go as far as Josh Allen takes them. That is not an overly talented defense. That run game, I like James Cook, but it's not something you can lean on. It is the Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and you know. Um, I like their young tight end and Dalton Kincaid who had a touchdown last night. And but other than that, that's just, that's not a that's not a great team top mm. to bottom. I think we've just been sold a bill of goods with it. Yeah, Anthony, do you think the Buffalo Bills, if the Cincinnati Bengals were having a better year, and the Jets had Aaron Rodgers, would you would you think the Bills are a playoff team? It's a really good question. I would still say yes, but I do wonder how much things change perspective-wise. I think that's a really unique question, man. Because I'm questioning it right now, and yeah. they're five and three. But yeah, I'm just picturing pro- a Jets team that would be, you know, probably their record would be much better than it is right now. And the the Bengals, if they're on their game from the start, like they were supposed to be competing for that division, right? Too. That's two more teams that'd be playoff contenders. The Bills are being tough. And the and the Bills obviously already lost to the Jets without Rodgers, so good call. All right, it's fast. Well, I know Zach Wilson. Zach, well, when you got Zach Wilson, you have everything. Zach Wilson went on vacation. What a nice guy. Did <laughs> you see it? that? Yeah. Well, you know, Who the hell does that? Anthony, hang on. I know we're up against him. Who the hell does that? You're, it, you're just now getting the score, starting quarterback position back to which they ripped it out of your hands because you were incapable of playing in the league, mm-hmm. and now you're back in there because – the franchise quarterback is injured for most, maybe all of the season, and you take the bye week to take your girlfriend back to Utah to go picking berries and apples or something like this. Mm-hmm. What the hell is he thinking? Um, like that's where Aaron Rodgers has to grab him by the scruff and be like, "What kid? I have gone to bat for you. I stood in front of this entire team and told them to stop pointing a finger at you, and now you go and do this. What a donkey." Seriously, oh, not still not as bad as Odell Beckham during a uh, a playoff week going on vacation with some of the Giants players before getting waxed by the Packers. You, you guys think that's bad? I don't think that was that bad. At least Odell was established. Odell going on vacation in between a, no, a playoff game. Zach Wilson using his bye to go yeah, back to where he essentially when you, went to college when you're to the, go apple picking. When you're the QB, I'm with Jamie. It's he's not he's not. A receiver, he's not a corner. 
I he's want not. that little well, bugger. Who's to he's say not he's not doing research back at in Utah? Do What's the difference between him going perception. apple picking in New York or New Jersey, wherever the hell he lives? Is so he go doing apple it in picking Utah? in New York. Then. Is, is his OC there? Is his OC there? Is his position coach there? Is he going over? I mean, we Zach Wilson is still trying to, to Jamie's point, still trying to establish establish himself in this league. And he has just started to turn a very small corner. I think you use that opportunity to bury yourself into just being a quarterback. Yeah, maybe you earmark a couple of days where you and your girlfriend go somewhere in and around New York, Connecticut, something like that. Like, yeah. go do your things, your family things here. You talk to your OC, say, hey, look, I'm going to take, I'll take Tuesday and Thursday. I'm going to do some family stuff. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday, why don't we get to the facility? I really want to be prepared for two weeks from now. Yeah. Like, it, it, perception is everything. And your behavior in these kind of situations tell me everything I need to know. Like, I would be I would be living at the damn facility. If I was Zach Wilson with the opportunity to make that much freaking money mm-hmm. and play for the New York Jets, I would be, I'd just be like, hey, guys, by the way, that room over there, I'm renting it for the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, this is where I'll be if you need me. If Mahomes, if Mahomes did it, I wouldn't bet an eye. If, if you know, uh, Joe Burrow did it, I wouldn't bet an eye. But if you're Zach Wilson, I, Marsh, I, I sense that you, you feel like we're being harsh. harsh I, I mean, him, I per- it's a bye week. It's a bye week. Who's to say that he didn't go there for one day, like you just said, took mm-hmm. a PJ and then came back? He's an NFL yeah, but, player. He's got a ton of money. Well, I mean, he could buy PJs anywhere. Marshy. You know, he could buy PJs perception. at home. I get what you're saying. I totally do. I totally get it. I just think the guy has. A, I think there there should be a good balance. I mean, this guy's getting crit, you know criticized. He's in the New York media. The guy probably yeah. needs a day off to like reset himself, hang out with his family, and then come so back. Fly and them get to in work. on the PJ. Who's just saying that he did New it? York. All we're looking at is a, is an Instagram photo. I know, but Marshy, this is the whole point of it. Is we're fo- we're able to focus on something because he's somewhere where he really shouldn't have been. But we're the Keep outside it easy noise. For yourself. We're the outside What's noise. That? We're the outside noise. Who's to say that he didn't talk to his coaches or his coaches and said, "Hey, okay. I'm going to take this time off." Like he we don't have. know. We don't yeah. know. No, you're right. He may. He may I have get the outside perspective. But what but do you think people are going to be talking noise. about? What do you think people are going to be talking about the Monday after the next game if he sucks? Who cares though? Like all all that should matter to him is what people say I mean, in that cares? locker room. Who cares what and we have to got, say? But they've been against him, too, though. But he's been so affected now. by it. I think, he's I think been it's... butthurt by everybody that criticizes him. So now he brings on the criticism himself, and then you're like, oh, well, who cares what they think? Well, bull spit, because he's been worried about it the whole time. Let's just see how he does this week. Maybe he was throwing some apples across the yard. Helping his arm. Mm-hmm. Probably intercepted. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped in front by the uncle. Uh, I think the Giants upset the Jets this week. We get a great text here from the 618. Jamie, how many times have you been someplace you shouldn't have been at 25? A thousand. Okay? Great, great a thousand. Point. Which is why I know. Which is why I know. The perception is everything. And the perception of me as a young hockey player in the NHL was someone who likes to run the horses on and off the ice. And guess what? It got me traded a whole bunch of times. It took me 10 years to shake the damn narrative. So he's trust playing, me, I know. He's playing in Siberia because of it. Okay? Come on. You're not wrong, Anthony. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Blue, Blues power play struggles next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
It's Fast Lane on 101 ESPN 309. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. The Blues beat the Flames last last night three to nothing. Uh, Jamie, the power play that's been a source of discussion too. What's your takeaway here? Um, well, look, they got their first power play goal against uh, Winnipeg the game before, and since that point, the power plays looked more confident. I can tell you that, it, it, and I understand, <clears throat> you know, they didn't get one yesterday, but. The way they moved the puck around was way different than what we've seen, you know, leading up to it. Because the first handful of games, I mean, they just never established zone time very much. And the passes were in the skates, behind the player, uh, wobbly, uh, getting knocked down, turnovers. They had trouble gaining the zone. Zone entries were problematic. Puck retrievals were problematic. And what I've seen in the last two games is a team that has done much better in all of those aspects. Mm-hmm. And certainly the goal in Winnipeg was fantastic. Great puck movement on that play there. Krug to Cairo to Shen to Buchnevich. Uh, it's exactly what you want. It's quick passes, a little bit of movement, and then directing pucks to the net. And last night we saw that. We, I mean, we, we really did. They had great opportunities. Uh, Markstrom came up with a couple of like highlight reel saves. There's a couple of opportunities where they probably could have shot the puck a little more. But overall, man, there's not much you can sit there and go, man, that was bad, that was poor, that was a bad decision. They did a real good job of moving the puck quickly, uh, rotating in and around in the offensive zone, and then getting pucks to the net. They had net front presence. So, yes, the I guess the long and the short of it is, you know, the overall goal total and power play percentage for the season is not good. Mm-hmm at all but if you you know go micro on this one here the last two games that is what your power play should look like and if it looks like that on a more regular basis you'll produce more goals certainly more goal scoring opportunities and that you know obviously more goal scoring opportunities lead to more goals so I, i liked what i saw last night and I'd like to see Scott Perunovich get a little more time in that second unit. And I understand that, look, Tory Krug is the man. He's the guy. He's your starting quarterback. And, and so your backup quarterback's not going to get the reps that your starting quarterback's going to get. But I'd like to see, you know, the first power play out there for about a minute 10, minute 15, and then get the next guys out there to give them a legit 30, 35 seconds of power play time to try and get something done. The mentality is much different because you're operating with a smaller window of time. So the mentality usually of the second unit that gets out there is, you know, one pass shot, two pass shots. Like you were trying to generate as much offense as you can. And that's where I think Scott Perunovich can help this team is the fact that he sees the ice so well. And I'd like to see him switch up top with Justin Falk because he's very creative uh, he's very uh, elusive too, and he he's a great job of moving the puck to areas uh, where he can get Justin Falk the one timer. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you can get Justin Falk dropping the hammer with the one timer, he gets that thing going about 94, 95 miles an hour. Um, that'll create a lot more offense for your team, and your power play will be more successful. And then that makes your job five on five a lot easier. Absolutely, Jamie. Uh, that 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 breakdown too. I feel like you're not just talking about one specific area that that needs to be fixed you're talking about the sc- how the scoring gets fixed it's not just the concentration on the power play it's the concentrating on how the scoring gets fixed and how everything complements each other we we spend a lot of time you know you you have you have brought up the chief isms of of staying connected right 
I've yep. talked about complementary football. I, I feel the same way in hockey, though. It's complementary hockey. One one aspect of the game complements the next, complements, and and it winds up being this perfect perfect picture where where that disconnect happens if if one of those areas isn't good and then you start chasing right you you're not good in your offense you're not good in your own you're not good in your in, in the defensive zone it's not a, it's not a you're not clean in transition you're not getting the puck in deep and hemming a, a, an opponent in their own end so that you're spending less offensive zones that you're not that means you're not also not getting in front of the net and then just one thing builds off the, then maybe you're out of position you get a penalty and now you're on the penalty kill as opposed to being the power play so we have seen this Blues team not be connected in all facets of the game, and then recently I feel like you're starting to get a little bit more connected, a little bit more connected. They've got enough talent to be a playoff team. Can you get connected consistently enough to perform at a high level? That's the question. Well, one thing that I want everybody to watch tonight, if we, if we drift away from the power play specifically, and last night was a great example of it, is just puck support. Where the Blues, when they looked up the ice, there was always an option available. Mm-hmm. So if if people are sitting right now listening, go, what does that mean? Picture a quarterback that takes the snap and he's looking, he's got his check downs, right? His first, second, third, fourth option. There was always one option available. And it's up to the guy with the puck to find the available option and move it to that guy, tape to tape, flat pass, and zip it up there with some speed. That was what was happening last night made the Blues look like a much faster team, which goes back to our comments for a year now, year and a half, is playing fast doesn't mean skating fast. It means moving the puck quickly and effectively and executing properly, and that's what they did last night. So something to build off of for sure for the Blues. Tonight they have the Vancouver Canucks, and we'll have all the action for you right here on 101 ESPN. We have the uh, pregame show, of course. We've got the play-by-play and the postgame and the pregame show with the puck dropping at 9. It will be at 8 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Again, Blues taking on the Canucks, 9 o'clock local time. Jamie's got his keys to the game, and we'll do another first goal of the game later on this hour because Jamie Jamie will be filling in for the next 45 minutes, and then Brad Thompson takes over. But let's do our college football Week 9 primer. Mizzou is off this week. But there's still some games that could impact the playoff, college football playoff. We'll tell you which ones matter the most next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Don't forget we have Jamie's keys to the game. First goal of the game coming up in about 10 minutes. So uh, Jamie will break down that that Canucks game. But let's get into some college football week nine quick hitters and storylines. This college football season has been, I, I think, just fantastic. I think it's been outstanding. You've got a lot of parity at the top. Uh, Mizzou has, has played very well this season. They had one slip up against LSU. But I was listening to BK and Ferrario driving in, and they were talking about how one of the uh, blog writers for Georgia 
went on Feinbaum's show and was just taking shots at Eli. It was horrible. Like saying, oh, you know, let's not. Oh, let's I not, saw that. How embarrassing. Let's not make him Nick Saban. That like, guy was a, Nobody's saying Eli Drinkwitz is Nick Saban's Biggest Stop. baby I've ever seen. Yeah. I'll say it right now, he was a big baby. It, Preach, if, Marshy. Preach. If, if that guy, if I was fine bombing that, that situation, let's just say, you know, th- that, that guy came on our show and he did the whole choke thing last week with, uh, or last season with Georgia and Mizzou, and he's, uh, he choked against Georgia. Hey, bro, why are you in that game? Why are you in that game? Mizzou is a much better team this year than they were a year ago. Why are you? Why are you in that game? If you're if you're a national championship powerhouse and it's a little old Mizzou, why why is Mizzou giving you a game then, champ? They choked. Okay, <laughs> that that would that would indicate that Mizzou should have won, and they just choked away a win. I think Georgia's going to choke. I, I really do. I think they're going to miss a field goal at the end of the game, and they're going to lose. This week or against Mizzou next week? Next week against Mizzou because of this guy. I'm rooting for it. Because because of this guy. Because of this guy. It's his fault. It's just like the the guy who was singing that song for the Padres last year. Hey, blew it. It was his fault. Did that work? Woof. Not well. So, no Mizzou this weekend, but number eight Oregon travels to number 13 Utah. And this, guys, when whenever I I, I hear, and, and the chatter has gotten less and less over the years, but whenever I hear that an expanded playoff would take away from a regular season, it drives me crazy because this is a perfect example of why it wouldn't take away. This is essentially a, a, a playoff game for Oregon and Utah. Even in an expanded playoff field, it would st- this would still be a bit of a uh, you know elimination game because both of them have one loss. So now you have Oregon and Utah. Loser, loser will not be participating or having a shot, I should say, in playing in the uh, in the ch- in a uh, playoff game. So that one's fascinating to me this week. Even though Florida's not great, the Georgia-Florida game is always interesting in Jacksonville. It's the largest outdoor outdoor cocktail party, or they call it something else now because they're all afraid of getting sued and stuff. But still, for us, it's the largest outdoor cocktail party. Threw a wet blanket on that one, Anthony. Sorry. Number 20, Duke, is, is going to number 18, Louisville. That's the other... Uh, topped like ranked game and then one that I think is at least interesting I don't think Wisconsin's very good I think Wisconsin stinks why do you hate them they don't have an offense they're boring no but like every year you don't like yeah I just don't I'm not a big fan they annoy me (laughs) they're they're like uh they're they're vanilla ice cream you know they just Oh, you stop it. And That's now you the don't best like kind. Carl Gunnarsson. No, really? I like Connor Gunnarsson. Yeah, no, I like Carl Gunnarsson. I like Connor Bedard. I like Connor Bedard, Eric Bedard, and Carl Gunnarsson. All right? I like them all. This is Wisconsin's. Uh, they're always ranked. You know, they're not ranked this year, but they're usually ranked. And they're like, oh, well, don't forget about Wisconsin. No, I'm going to forget Those about Wisconsin. Badgers, Anthony. Watch all what right. Well, why don't you badger somebody's face off this weekend? Because Ohio State's got okay. injury problems offensively, but uh, they won't. Wisconsin will score under 10 points because they won't be able to move the ball. But that should be a decent game. Should. Other than that, you got Colorado going to UCLA, Tennessee against Kentucky. This is the first kind of down week, I think, in college football. Yeah, having, a little bit. Having said that, Wake will upset Florida State, and we'll see something else goofy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though, Anthony, you're right. This, for me, personally, this has been one of the most compelling regular seasons for college football in the last decade for yeah. me. Just because there has been 
a lot of really interesting matchups. Well, I have to admit, Colorado being on the scene at the start of the season and doing what they did and just bringing all the attention to that program and, and whatnot, that, that kind of got me hooked. Mm-hmm. And since then, watching some of the ranked games happen, uh, you know, the Oregon-Washington game was fantastic. Obviously, LSU-Mizzou. Like, there's been so many matchups where at least you can find at least one or two on a weekly basis that you're, like, completely interested in. Absolutely. Do you think for Mizzou, they need Tennessee to beat Kentucky, or would you rather have Kentucky beat Tennessee to make that win look a little bit better? Those two teams going up against each other in Lexington at Kroger Field. Uh, personally, I like Schnooks or Deerbergs myself. But. <laughs> um, but now, let me ask you this, Anthony. As you're thinking about this, they play Tennessee when? Two weeks Two from now? Weeks from now? Weeks? I think they play them after Georgia. I might yeah. have that wrong. I could get it for you in a second here. So, so here's zoo. my thoughts on this thing for Marshy is – I think I'd rather see Tennessee beat Kentucky, and then I'd rather see Mizzou beat Tennessee. Yeah, because then it feels like a bigger win for your program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. I like that. I think for Mizzou, just kind of, it, it's it just really comes down to them taking care of business. The good th- here's a good thing. I, I again, I heard I heard the guys our midday show talking about it earlier, and T Bone made the point of, well, that Kansas State win doesn't look that great right now, and he's right because if you look at Kansas State, you know they went on the road as a double digit favorite, lost to lost to Oklahoma State outright. So that win has taking taken on less meaning. But look, here's the bottom line. Here's what here's what your committee is going to look at. Who did you beat? Which ranked opponents did you beat? Which ranked opponents did you lose to? There's good losses and good wins when it comes to the committee. And Kansas State was 15th when you beat them. Bottom line. So Kansas State being 15, Kentucky being 24th. You know, obviously they'll have Georgia ranked. And then hopefully, you know what? You want Tennessee to to beat Kentucky. You want Tennessee ranked when Mizzou faces them. That's that is that's my that's my answer on that. So Jamie, I'm I'm with you in in line in in, the, in terms of thinking of hey Tennessee should we want Tennessee to go in and beat Kentucky on Saturday night. Otherwise, again, I think watching Georgia and uh, Florida over the weekend with with George on tap for Mizzou, I think that's going to be a compelling matchup. All right, moving forward here, since Jamie is bowing out at four, let's let's do our NFL Week Eight Pick'em Challenge. We'll run, run through our upsets. Our blowout picks, the the games that are kind of giving us trouble. We'll break that down next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Get ready to pick them. It's the Fast Lane Football Pick'em Challenge on 101 ESPN. Refreshed by Bud Light. Well, you sure know how to pick them. Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. So Jamie, since he's uh, he's out in the next 30 minutes, we're going to do our NFL Week 8 Pick'em Challenge predictions. We usually save this for the final hour of a Friday show, but again, we wanted to get into it uh, right now. So without further ado, what is your blowout special this weekend? Jamie Rivers. Uh, wow, there's this is a weird week for me. I, uh, I, I earmarked a lot of different games but the one i think that is going to be a blowout 
Oh, I think the Chargers are going to take the Bears to pound town. <laughs> They're in L.A., and it's the Bears. And if nothing else, that Chargers team can put up offense. Mm-hmm. I think that, to me, is, is a blowout special this week. Marsh? I think the Houston Texans are going to blow out the Carolina Panthers, and we're going to see why C.J. Stroud should have been the number one overall pick this year. Ooh, okay. I, uh, I I did like Jamie's Chargers pick over the Bears. I was looking at that Eagles-Commanders game as a potential yeah, blowout. Me too. But for whatever reason, Washington just gives Philly trouble. They beat them last year. They should have beat them earlier this year in Philadelphia. I don't think the Commanders are good. I think the Eagles are the best team now in the NFC. But for whatever reason, again, the matchup, divisional game. So I'm going to skip that one. Then I went to the Dolphins and Patriots. But Dolphins are dealing with a bunch of... hot right now, Anthony. The Patriots have won exactly one in a row. (laughs) And you know when they've won one in a row, they start to build up confidence. The Dolphins are banged up. Apparently, there there might be some weather issues there. So I'm going to skip that. And I'm going to go to the Ravens and Cardinals and take what should be a layup. And have the Ravens win by, you know, two two plus touchdowns against against the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been competitive this year, but over the last couple of weeks, the talent level has really the lack or lack thereof has, has shown up. So I'm gonna take the Ravens over the Cardinals. All right. Marsh, your upset special. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers upsetting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Steelers are at home. They've been playing good ball. Um, and by good ball, I mean they're somehow winning football games. That they shouldn't be. Yes. Uh, and I think they somehow win this one, too. I actually took the Steelers as well. I'll pick another upset special, but I have the Steelers, too. Uh, I had Jamie. thought about the Steelers, for sure. I, I don't know the line. I'm trying to pull it up here. You might have it handy, Anthony. Sure. Uh, Indianapolis, New Orleans. What's the line there? Indy is plus one. Okay, so they're they're an underdog. I mean, they're technically yeah. the only thing with the only thing to qualify for an upset special is they got they have to be a betting underdog as of today. So if you have well, the Colts, then that that that's yours. my pick. Okay, that's my pick, and I actually picked that one. <laughs> Unlike before, where you give out one on a Friday. Like, shh, shh. Quiet, Anthony. Knowing that there's no way you're going to stick with it, right? Um, <laughs> Correct. I'm going to. I was going to take. I was going to take the Steelers. In fact, I picked the Steelers. I'll, I'll stick with the one that I threw out earlier, just so everybody knows I, I wasn't I, I wasn't being flippant about it. I think the Giants upset the Jets. Neither Is that team really an upset. The Giants again. <laughs> Giants are a three point dog. The Jets. You, know, you got you got Zach Wilson instead of studying the playbook. He's out apple picking with his family. Marsh mm-hmm. doesn't seem to care, but the Jets will when he loses. Mm. That's true. The giant, the Giants defensively have gotten better recently, and I think Tyrod Taylor gives them a better shot to win over Daniel Jones. And say, as long as Saquon Barkley's there, their offense is somewhat intact. So, give me the Giants over the Jets in the Snoopy Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> Let's go with the the game that's giving you nightmares. The one that you just you, you've looked at it four hundred times and you've come up with four four hundred different answers. Who are you, There's Jamie? a lot of them. There's a lot of them this week. I, I look at the Battle of New York. That one there for me is like I have no idea. Uh, I look at Cleveland and Seattle. Uh, not sure what to expect there. I, and the one that I'm really torn on, and this is where i got to pick your brain a little bit, 
Cincinnati, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now, Brock Purdy out for the 49ers, correct? He's in concussion protocol. Apparently, he so, got a limited session in, on Thursday, which would indicate that he would pra- they would play. But he's okay. the, from what I've heard, they're almost anticipating that it's going to be Sam Darnold. But no, he's not. Brock Purdy's not officially out. So that's the one for me. That's the one for me. As it sits currently, I have the 49ers. And I, I'm flipping back and forth because I'm like, if Brock Purdy's not playing, I want to flip it to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But then I go, what if Sam Darnold is perfect for this offense? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe this unlocks Sam Darnold, and he goes out there and shoves. Jamie, it's not a crazy so, thought. I know. So you see where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So that's the one for me that has me. Currently, I'm on the 49ers. But that one has me torn back and forth because I don't know what to expect from either Brock Purdy, if he plays, or Sam Darnold, for that matter. Yeah, that's a tough one. Marsh? I'm looking at this uh, Indianapolis Colts and New Orleans Saints game. Um, What version of Derek Carr are we going to get? Are we going to get the end of Thursday night football Derek Carr? Where he was pretty good, or are we going to get Anthony's least favorite person in the NFL, Derek Carr? Well, with Rodgers on the shelf, he is. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, current player. Yeah. That is healthy. Uh, and what version of the Indianapolis Colts are we going to get? I mean, they put up 30 plus points against the Cleveland defense, which mm-hmm. we have all said is a pretty good defense. Yeah. So I don't know who's going to win this game. I gave the edge to Indy because they're at home. Marsh had the same exact game. Uh, th- that's the one where a couple of weeks ago when the Saints when the Saints played the Texans, I took the Texans because I believe wholeheartedly that the Texans were a better team than the Saints. I looked at this matchup and I'm like, I don't. I, I think the Saints are slightly better. I wound up taking the Saints, but that's one of the where I'm. I, I know I'm going to be wrong on. I, I, however it's going to play out, whoever whoever I take, it's going to play out the, the the opposite way. And I think you laid it out perfectly, Marsh. Where it's like, who's the who are the Colts? Minshew mm-hmm. looked terrible against Jacksonville. Then he looked completely competent against Cleveland. Uh, a better and that's Gardner a, a Minshew, def- isn't it? It totally is. It's why he's bounced around as much. You just don't yeah. know what you what to expect. All right, r- we will run through some of these other games. I think I'm going to shock you guys on some of these picks. You're going to hate me on a couple of them. Probably. Why don't we talk about the, you know what, let me just pull up the, the pick them one and we'll go right down the list. I think the first one was Cowboys and Rams. I have the Cowboys. I think that the, I think the Cowboys defensive line is going to give the Rams offensive lines line all kinds of issues tomorrow uh, on Sunday. Yeah. How about them Cowboys for me? I also have the Cowboys. All right. This is the first one and I might flip uh, it. I'm going to take the Panthers over the Saxons. Frank, Frank, Reich, mind? Frank Reich's teams. Wait, what did you just say? I'm going to take the Panthers over the Saxons. You're the guy that's been pounding C.J. Stroud all year long. I have been talking about how good he's playing, Jamie. Yes, yeah, I have. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I meant. Got and the Texans in my now, top ten. Yep. Yeah. And now you're picking the Panthers. who haven't won a damn game yet. That's correct. They've played much better at home than they have been on the road. They should have beat the Saints. They should have beat the Vikings. Frank Anthony, Reich's teams out of a bye have been great. This is, I can't let you do this to our team, Anthony. Th- this is what here. I did. Give me your password immediately. <laughs> I have to save you from yourself. Sure, it's I love Jamie. Six. Huh. Well, okay. Hey, well, uh, hey, let's think about you. this. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, they have given us points. Uh huh. I mean, they they, they didn't even they didn't even 
We're up by teams. one, right? Yeah, we're up by one. And you're gonna give those okay, points so back? So let's not screw that. Yeah, like seriously, Anthony. Nobody in the world is picking the Panthers, and there's a reason for that. No, don't say, well, if everybody's on one side. Do no, you... it happened a week ago. Everybody was on one side, and that one side won. Remember that when you picked the Saints? <laughs> I do. Remember that okay, one? Okay, I do. Yeah. I'm making up for it with the no, Panthers. You're making the same mistake. Are you? You're making the same damn mistake. Hey, hey, no, it's my Anthony, picks. No, okay. no, it's not. Is it? It's not. You, no, this is a team. You'll all be thanking me on Sunday. No, we won't, Anthony. Let's move no, on. We won't. I also have the Packers no. over the Vikings. <laughs> Holy <laughs> what? Vikings are flying, uh, flying high. Short week, divisional game, Packers season on the line at Lambeau. No way. There's no, no way Kirk way. Kirk plays that well two games in a row. That was their Super Bowl on Monday night. They're gonna fall flat at Lambeau. Packers with Aaron Jones healthy. They're gonna win it. Green, give me Green Bay. Kirk Cousins spent an extra day with his his friggin' brain cap on, <laughs> electrocuting himself this week. He's ready to go. Shocking himself. <laughs> Who do you guys have? He's ready. I got the I got the Vikings. Skull. I took the Vikings too. Initially, I put the Packers because um, these two teams they usually sort of go back and forth, and Green Bay usually wins at home. Minnesota wins on wins at home, and you know they're at Lambeau this week. But I don't know. I'm feeling good this week about my Minnesota Vikings, so I'm I'm picking the 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 team in purple. All right, as of now, I have the Saints over the Colts. Again, that was the, the one that I don't don't feel great about. Jamie, we know you like the Colts. Marsh, we know you I like did. the Colts. I did. I actually picked them this week. Uh, I've got the Dolphins over the Patriots. Yes. Yes. The Giants were my upset special over the Jets. So I have the Giants. I picked the, I picked the Jets. I also went with the uh, the pumpkin patch man himself. Yeah. Picking. I thought it was the apples. Well, I I, he, apple he, well, he, he went both. to both. Oh, he did yeah, both. So he had enough can, time to do both. That's yes. nice. Well, I'm That's sure good. they're at the same place. It. That's good. I'm glad he did both. Went with there. his girlfriend. Yeah. He'll pick. That's fantastic. No, it's good. It's Probably good. Should have been peaches. Hey, it's his week off. You know, he could do whatever he wants with it. Uh, uh, Jets are winning for me. I got the Steelers over the Jaguars. Mike Tomlin, home dog. I don't. Marsh, I know you like the Steelers. Yes. I took the Falcons over the Titans, who are starting rookie uh, Will Levis. Yes. Same here. I also went with the Falcons. And now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense why you have Minnesota losing, because I am one step closer. Oh, yeah, the damn 49ers didn't take care of business on Monday. That should have been a layup. That should have been a layup. We're one game back. Come on, Kyle Shanahan. You're one game back. For me having to do the deal. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, technically it'd be Jamie that'd have to worry about it if the Falcons lose and the Vikings win this weekend. Son of a... Uh, I have the Eagles over the Commanders. You guys too? Yes. yes. I took the Seahawks over the Browns. That's another one that kind of was giving me issues, but I took. I wound up taking the Seahawks. Yes. Uh, I have the Browns, but I might switch because I saw this like seven-minute video of... Geno Smith and it was like a, a nice comeback story and there's no way the NFL lets him lose after putting that out so I think I'm going to switch <laughs> to Seattle the script is in uh, everybody got the Ravens over the Cardinals yes yes everybody got the Chiefs over the Broncos yes Correct. I took the Niners over the Bengals it wasn't Jamie you were talking about it being a difficult decision I think that defensive line run they're they are not going to have two bad games in a row I think I think they, they wind up decapitating Joe Burrow 
Man, okay. it's a whole mess. I got the Niners right now. I'm on the Niners, so I'm fine with that. Marsh? I have Cincinnati. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, you think Minecraft's going to go win them a game? Probably. Yeah, Man. I do. They Maybe. put the ball in anybody's hands. Yeah. And they can win with that team. Mr. Relevant was undefeated last year until his arm yeah. fell off in the playoff game. Christian McCaffrey almost became starting quarterback. Absolutely. Chargers over the Bears. Yes. Lions over the Raiders. Yes. Okay. Yes. There we go. All right. Jamie's keys to the game and first goal of the game next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, Jamie, fire away, my man. Your keys to the game tonight. I'm going to go in what I think is order of chronological order of how things should go for the Blues here tonight, who, by the way, are on the second game of a back-to-back here in Vancouver. Uh, So keys to the game. Number one for me is puck management. I know it pops up a lot on my keys to the game, but it's such a huge part of the game for the Blues. And tonight, maybe you're a little tired. Uh, you know, we flew here after the game in Calgary. There was some de-icing of the plane. You got here a little later than you wanted. Um, you know, no morning skate today. Maybe the legs are a little tired. You want to make sure that you're not turning the puck over at your blue line, giving the opposition any kind of life because they haven't played in a few days, so they're going to have lots of energy out there. And you want to get the puck in deep so that you can go to work. And then, of course, if the puck is down in there and – it's at the farthest point of the ice from your net. So it gives you a chance. So that leads me into key number two, which is get in on the forecheck. Yes, the legs will be tired. It might feel a little heavy at first, but you got to get everybody going. This is where all of your forwards are going to have to be pulling on the rope at the same time here. But get in on the forecheck. Uh, make life very difficult for the Canucks defensemen. Uh, turn pucks over. And then hopefully from there you can create some offensive zone time. And we know that the offensive zone time has been a, a big topic of discussion. Last game against the Calgary Flames, he did a real good job of dominating that area of the game. Uh, key number three for me is pucks and bodies to the net. It made such a huge difference last night. The Blues getting 35 shots, by far their highest shot total of the season. But you look at you know 90% of the shots that were taken on goal, there was traffic in front. There was one or two Blues players hovering around, whether it was right down by the blue paint or if it was staggered, where you had somebody in the high slot and somebody down by the blue paint for that double-layer screen. Uh, It's essential tonight. You want to make sure that you're making life very difficult for the Canucks goaltender. And they're not the biggest bunch of blue liners back there. You can, you know, dominate physically down by the blue paint and test them uh, as you're looking to retrieve loose pucks or rebounds. And key number four, the last one for me here today, is control the middle of the ice. They've got some real talented players that like to get up the ice and make some plays. If you can control the middle of the ice here as a team, you will win this hockey game. That means in the offensive zone, the neutral zone, and the defensive zone, keep the Canucks to the outside, and the Blues gives themselves a real good chance to win this game. Beautiful. You got the Canucks, and you got the Blues. The puck will drop in Vancouver at 9 o'clock local time. We'll have the pregame for you right here on the home of the Blues, 101 ESPN, the Blues Radio Network, starting at 8 o'clock. Time for the first goal. 
Let's go, boys. We need you to score more goals. Get those loose pucks. Thomas, DeCairo, score! Goal! No big deal. Game winner. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> That's so great. Love that from Chief. All right, first goal of the game. You guys mind if I go first? No, go ahead, Anthony. I am gonna. I'm gonna take the chalk here. But you had mentioned this before, Jamie. Jordan. Jordan Kyrie's been snake bit here. He's gonna score one eventually. And I, I got Jordan Kyrou tonight, first first goal of the game. I mean, it's a good pick. He's had three breakaways in the last two games. He's going to bury one. Yep. Uh, yeah. Marsh, who would you like? Ooh, good question. I think that ooh, Kevin Hayes gets his first goal tonight as a blue. Ooh, okay, all right. And he Spice. is just standing right in front of the blue paint. Love it. Jamie? All right. I'm going to go with Brandon Saad. Um, the reason being is that Robert Thomas coming off a six-shot performance against the Flames last game, last night. Anthony, to your point, Jordan Kyrou getting opportunities as well. They need that guy that stands in the net front and just picks up the loose change. So I picture it's a situation where Brandon Saad gets a rebound goal or a little quick deflection in front of the net from Thomas or Kyrou. So Brandon Saad is my pick for first goal tonight. That's what I had last night. Uh, Jamie, before you signed off, I I know that uh, you wanted to share some thoughts on uh, a friend that unfortunately passed away. Yeah. um, The hockey world and blues community got some bad news that Lieutenant Colonel Mike Caruso, who is a uh, police officer for many years in St. Louis, um, was battling leukemia and passed away here uh, yesterday so sad news for sure he was a beloved friend and just an awesome dude and was there through you know the thick and thin with the st louis blues providing security down there and taking care of things and taking care of players and uh, that was a big part of the 2019 run he got a chance to celebrate the cup win he was in the parade with the boys and so he will be missed big time. He always greeted me with a big smile and a bear hug. I mean, just an awesome dude. And uh, anytime I ever needed anything, he was there for me. And uh, so he's he's going to be missed. So Lieutenant Colonel Caruso, we love you, man. We're going to miss you. Well said, Jamie. Uh, and I'm sorry to hear that that you lost your friend and anybody that uh, any family member, friend, you know, listen to happens to listen right now, you know, certainly sorry for your, for your loss as well. And, uh, our thoughts here from the Fastlane Gautia and, um, share memories, right. And when anybody passes, you share memories and you talk about what great times you had in the past and, and how, how much you're going to remember them. And that's how their memory lives on. Jamie, we will talk to you on Monday. Have a great call tonight on Bally Sports Midwest. Looks like we lost Jamie and for a second. And we lost Jamie for a second. All right. I'll just wave to him. See you, buddy. We'll wave to See him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. I'm back. It dipped out for a second. Uh, Jamie, we'll see you on Monday. Uh, yes, you will, Anthony. I'll be there. Have, have, a, good, uh, have, a, good, have a good call tonight and, and a great weekend, pal. All right, thanks a lot. You guys, too. All right, thank you. That's Jamie Rivers. He's signing off for the rest of the show, but you can see him tonight on Bally Sports Midwest as the Blues visit the Vancouver Canucks. Brad Thompson will be with us the final two hours, including next in the gauntlet here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Before we get to Matt, who's our latest contestant here in the gauntlet, let's welcome in our guy, BT. What's up, BT? What is happening, Anthony? How we doing? You're tagging me in. I love it. Yeah, we love uh, love hearing you on again. Brad is going to be with us for the final two hours. Now, Brad has been selected the last three times that he has been on the gauntlet. He's been selected all three times. So now we bring in Matt. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Uh, th- yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to do the gauntlet. It's our pleasure. Is this your first time? Uh, it's actually my first time doing Gauntlet 2.0. I did uh, 1.0 and got Marsh, but uh, you took me out pretty heavy. I did. Yeah. Okay. So is it is it a revenge game? Or are you starting with Marsh or are you going with BT? Well, I feel like just like you mentioned uh, when you're coming back from break there, like uh, BT is uh, not always going to be an option. So I feel like i got to take advantage of this right now. Okay. I'll take on BT if he's available. Absolutely, he is. So BT, you're up again, my man. Let's do it, man. I am super available. And, uh, look, the dumb luck has got to be running out at this point, dude. <laughs> so best of luck. And uh, Anthony just text me when it's time to come back. You I'm got gonna it, go, uh, Walk into a, a cave. BT, <laughs> real quick, though, if, yeah. if it lands on fast lane picks, would you like baseball or do you want random? Well, give me random again. Ooh, yeah, wow. I've been digging the rando. Okay. All right, yeah. BT, get out of here. All right, boys. So as BT makes his way into the makeshift cone of silence in his house, just a reminder, four questions for Matt, same four questions for BT. All of the questions are worth two points unless Matt or BT ask for the options. If they ask for the options, those questions are only worth one point, but we got to find out what category that Matt and BT are going with today. So Matt, without further ado, tell Marsh to spin that wheel. Marshy, spin that wheel. Technically, it's me, I guess. It's been in the wheel. <laughs> All right, so let's see what we're going to get here. Oh. It's slowing down. Oh. It was football, then baseball, oh, no, then going... fast lane. Fast lane picks. Wow. It's a fast lane picks. Grant's so, going to love that. Grant came in earlier today and goes, please don't spin random, random for the wheel because he's he's been running out of random questions. Uh, and, of course, BT chooses random when the wheel spins fast lane picks. So, Matt, how you feeling about random today? Well, uh, it's definitely playing right into my hands and maybe right into BT's plans, too, because I love random. Uh, that'll be my choice anyway. Okay, perfect. So, let's see how you do today. Matt versus BT. Question number one, Matt. Who was the best team in the NBA in last year's regular season? So, we're not talking about who won it. We're asking you who had the best regular season record in the NBA last season. NBA is definitely not a strong suit for me, so I'm going to need the options on that. No problem. The Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, or the Denver Nuggets? Man, uh, I'm just going to rip off the Celtics. Final answer. Yep. Question number two. What is the most popular candy in America according to CandyStore.com? Not, not according to pizza.com. <laughs> no. Yeah. Who knows? This yeah, one might maybe. not be right. <laughs> maybe we uh, I'll also take yeah. the options on this one. 
All right, your options are candy corn, M&Ms, or Reese's. Or Reese's, depending on how you like to say it. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go M&M's on this one. Final answer. All right, Matt, question three. LAFC won the MLS Cup last season. Which team did they defeat in the final? Oh, shoot. Thank you for saying shoot. <laughs> um, I don't think it's Cincinnati, but I just better take the options on this one, too. Sure. Philadelphia Union, FC Cincinnati, or Columbus Crew? Philadelphia. Final answer. Anthony, I just realized something. Hmm. That does not say fast lane picks. What does it say? It says listener picks. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, either way, it works for both. Okay, as long as you're okay with that, wow. Matt. Wow, does it? 100%. I'm a gamer. I saw the F. I did too. I thought it said fast lane. It was a quick look. Oh, we got to clean that up. Matt, what, what would you have chosen? Now I feel bad. 100% was going with random. So okay, it's all good. okay. Matt, Oof. boy, I, I appreciate you up, bailing though. me out on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and root for you now since you're just a, just an all-around good guy. My bad on that. I'm glad you would have chose random anyways. For sure. All right, so we're on question number four. What state is the 1978 horror classic Halloween based in? Man, horror films also not one of my strong suits. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to shoot my shot on this one and say Indiana. Final answer. All right. Let me text BT. Get him back in. Matt, how you feeling? Man, I was so confident yesterday reading the questions off, and today I feel like garbage. Oh, uh, so if, if you're playing and you get – one of us gets random. What's the what's typically the like category that you do well with with random? Like, well, I I should I should start studying up on MLS because that definitely factors into uh, random. But I sure. I'm just a random random guy at heart. Okay, so geography, movies doesn't really matter. You did get me on the South Africa one yesterday, so okay. <laughs> just use logic, I guess. All right, BT is back. Anthony, I, I am back, and I got to be honest, I was starting to get nervous. It was I was gone a long time. I was like, is he going to text me? Was I supposed to text him? <laughs> I could see how that, that that's a little nerve-wracking. No, you're, you're good. So uh, we had a little bit of controversy for two seconds. Um, okay. When the wheels spun, I looked over, and I saw the F for fast lane and saw the L for fast lane and then picks. And I said, okay, fast lane picks. Okay. And BT chose random. Boom. Marsh, three questions in to our random, uh, which you'll find today. Uh, he looks over. He goes, Anthony, that was actually listener picks. We didn't, we didn't scrub off the F there in the uh, <laughs> on the wheel. So it was listener picks. Fortunately, Matt would have chosen random. He was honest about okay. it. He was upfront about it. He didn't complain. He said, No, I would have. I would have chosen random. So okay. Either way, you got random today. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Question number one. Who was the best team in the NBA in last year's regular season? Oh, best regular season last year NBA team. Should be a slam dunk, Anthony. 
I like what um, you did there. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, that being said, I might need an assist. Um, let's, uh, uh, I mean, is, it's going to be your, is it, uh, you know what, let's just, let's just take a shot at it here. Let's go the, uh, let's go Milwaukee Bucks, Anthony, the Bucks. Okay. Final answer on I, that? I mean, yeah, shoot or shoot at this point, you know? Mm, sometimes you got to be Steph Curry from, you know, half court. Are you trying to tell mm. me it's the Warriors there? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> well, you already said final answer. I know. Question number two. What is the most popular candy in America according to CandyStore.com? God, these are always messed up. CandyStore.com probably likes Tootsie Rolls or something stupid <laughs> like that, which is an awful candy. Um I mean, uh, number one should be Snickers or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That should be one, two. I think that we're all aware of this. That being said, um, I, I don't trust this source because it's not pizza.com. I don't know if that's still a trusted source in the fast lane. Oh, I'm totally. gonna have to get the op- Yeah, I'm going to have to get the options here. Options are candy corn, M&M's, or Reese's, or Reese's, however you like to call it. Now, are these Reese's Pieces or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? It just says Reese's. Hot damn. I get both the Reese's in that one. M&M's is probably the answer, though. I mean, it's so... Ah, it's not. If it's candy corn, this is blasphemy. <laughs> All of it. Uh, I'm just going to go with... I'm going to go with M&M's because I think it's the OG. Final, Final answer? answer? Yeah. All right, Brad. LAFC won the MLS Cup last season. Which team did they defeat in the final? Yeah, options. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia Union, FC Cincinnati, Columbus Crew. Okay, um, I think this was – I, I should have been thinking about this because I'm pretty sure that it was a very big year for Philadelphia last year as they were represented in all kinds of stuff. I'm going to go with uh, Philadelphia. Final answer. Question number four. What state is the 1978 – Horror classic Halloween based in. I'm sorry, what classic? Halloween. The what kind? What was the genre again? <laughs> Horror. Oh, okay. I thought it was something else. Um, uh-uh. Let's see. Oh, Brad. Let me see. Where was Halloween based? What state? All you're looking for is the state. <laughs> Options. Options are Iowa, Massachusetts, or Illinois. trying to just think when they're running away it's like do do they say like go to the car i don't think so but maybe mass it's not illinois is it it's not Iowa. give me massachusetts please final answer yeah all right let's go over these matt versus bt in random trivia why don't we start there what state is the 1978 horror classic halloween based in Matt went with Indiana, and we now know from BT's options, Indiana, unfortunately, was not an option. Brad tried to do the the accent and landed on Massachusetts despite saying, I don't think that's what they sounded like. <laughs> that's exactly right. He also said that a quote, can't be Illinois. Correct answer is 
Well, it is Illinois. It's Illinois. Yep, it's yeah, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, yeah. So we got a yeah. we got a goose egg goose egg tie here between Matt and BT. LAFC from the taxes. <laughs> LAFC won the MLS Cup last season. Which team did did they defeat in the final? Matt, you said Philadelphia Union. BT, you also said Philadelphia Union. Correct answer is. It is the Philadelphia Union. Both of you needed the options, so we have a 1-1 tie between Matt and BT. What is the most popular candy in America, according to CandyStore.com? Matt, you heard the options. You went with M&M's. BT, you heard the options. You went M&M's. Correct answer is... It's Reese's. It's Reese's. Man. Come on. Trust our guts. Uh, Matt, we're better than that. So one-one tie. One-one tie. Matt and BT comes down to this. Who was the best team in the NBA in last year's regular season? Matt, you took the options. You went with the Boston Celtics and St. Louis' own uh, Jason Tatum. Good answer. BT, you did not take the options. And you landed on the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, we do know from Matt's going with the options that the Bucks were an option. Okay. So if it's the Bucks, BT wins today. If it's the Celtics, Matt wins today. If it's the Denver Nuggets, who actually won the NBA championship last year, we're going to a walk-off. Matt. You have chosen... Poorly. You lose. It was the Milwaukee Bucks, fifty-eight and twenty-four, just edging out the Celtics, who won fifty-seven games. The Bucks won one more game than the Celtics did. Did uh, BT without the options on that one got two points. So I'm sorry, Matt. BT beat you three to one today in random trivia. Fair and square. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, guys. Matt, thank Matt. you. Thanks for playing. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Look, it, it just so happened to you. I'm Mr. NBA. I mean, that just fell in my lap. <laughs> yeah, that was a layup for BT. It really, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Especially when you he... talk about dumb luck, gentlemen. That no, was it. you got it, man. Three to one. You listen, you won. That's the key. So, uh, nice job. But hopefully, Matt has himself a, a good weekend. All right, let's get into an article that Derek Gould put together for the Post Dispatch about the five str- the five. I was going to say five straights. Five traits, Brad. Five traits that the World Series teams, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, have that your Cardinals are missing. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Before we get into Derek Gould's article, which is interesting, and Brad Thompson joining us right now uh, in the fast lane, he's, he's with us for the next two hours. Want to hand out some Metallica tickets? No, Brad. Nope. Yes. Nope, Brad. You you're not. No. Nope. You no. You're not. You're not going to qualify for this. Okay. You're still working for the station here. You're doing a great job. You don't qualify for some Metallica tickets. Okay. 
I bet you're going to Metallic, aren't you, Anthony? You took my tickets. So we uh, – Brad, we could talk later. 101 ESPN is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Metallica next Sunday night, November 5th at the Dome at America Center. You go with me. Metallica are playing a huge no-repeat weekend next Friday and Sunday with two different sets, two different opening acts, two-night uh, tickets, and single-show tickets are both on sale now. Get all the details and find a bonus chance to win a pair of free tickets for Metallica now at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 mobile app. You can also text in right now to win free tickets at 314-399-9646. That's our Air Comfort Service text line. You've got to be the 101st texter, plus have the correct answer to the trivia question we're about to ask you right now. Here's your question. David Freeze hit the home run in Game 6 exactly, what was it, 12 years ago today? 12 years ago today. It's the anniversary when he went deep in that Game 6. We will see you tomorrow night. Cardinals win it the next night. Who is the winning pitcher in that game? Joe Morgan. Who is the winning pitcher <laughs> for the Cardinals in that game? I'll give you a slight hint. It was not Joe, Mor- Joe Morgan. So who was the winning pitcher for the Cardinals in game six of the David Freeze home run game? Text in, air Comfort service text line, 314-399-9646. Got to be the 101st texter with the correct answer. BT. I don't know if you read through Derek Gould's article, five traits World Series teams, Rangers, and Diamondbacks have that the Cardinals are missing. I'll run through. We'll go one through five here. The first one, I don't think we're going to get much disagreement on. I don't think there's much to pick apart. Frontline starters, plural. Game one of the World Series will showcase one of the best starting pitchers of the past six postseasons and one of the best starting pitchers of the past season, writes uh, Derek Gould. No argument here. You got... Nathan Eovaldi, you got Jordan Montgomery, you got frontline starters for the Rangers, and then you got frontline starters Zach Gallen for the Diamondbacks. Now, I wouldn't call Merrill Kelly necessarily a frontline starter, but Brandon Fodd certainly has pitched like one, uh, despite being a rookie. But regardless of who the Rangers have and the Diamondbacks have, if you don't have frontline starters, it's impossible to get to this point and be playing in a fall classic. Well, and not to – we beat this dead horse plenty of times. We'll keep doing it because that's the news. Yeah. Uh, but I would just say that both of these teams' threes, and this is with all due respect, both of their threes would be your ones probably at this no, point. No, you're right. right. If you're looking Fair at point. Scherzer and Brandon Fott. Like they pro- – I mean, profiled to be ones at this point. Yes. Now, <clears throat> two is youth infusion. Going into Game 7, Derek writes of the American League Championship Series, Rangers rookie outfielder Evan Carter had reached base in his first 11 consecutive playoff games. In Game 7 of the National League Championship Series, Diamondbacks rookie outfielder Corbin Carroll had three hits, two RBIs, and two stolen bases. I wouldn't necessarily push back on this one, but I don't think the Cardinals are missing youth, the youth infusion because you don't have frontline starters, you don't have pitching, you don't have the other elements, your youth can't be showcased. That's that's the only thing I'd kind of turn a little bit when it comes to the youth infusion part of this. Yeah, look, they they do have it. Now, here's a question for you, Anthony, and this is uh, honestly, it's just kind of a dealer's choice. What do you consider youth? Is it a certain age you hit or a certain couple of uh, years in the big leagues maybe? Like where does that line fall for you? I would say it's it's usually they go hand in hand, so it's the age and the inexperience so if the cardinals for example were to make a world if they were playing tonight we'd be talking about jordan walker in his first year only at you know 21 years old i would i would include donovan even though this would be his second year i would still say that he's he's on that that you know in that youth spectrum as well 
So he's 26. So, so that's why I was asking. Ah, that that's a good question. I would say in it, I would say experience level then. Okay, that's I would agree. So I would say less than three years in the big leagues. Yeah, is kind of the where where I would put. Now, it. if you're 35 and you're a rookie, that's a little different. But. Sorry about it. What if what if you're uh, you know Kodai Sanga? Well, he's not that old. He's 30, but you know what I mean. Sure. Look, say a Suzuki. Yeah, like 28. Look, a rookie. You know, a young guy. Infusion. Oh well, now I'm do? now I'm starting to go the other way. Maybe it is just youth, like actual age. It doesn't matter either way. And I, I do think the title of this uh, this piece is a little misleading because the Cardinals are not missing all of these things. Yet, to be totally fair, they're not have. And they, they, uh, real quick, number one, they are absolutely missing. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, uh, the other ones, the other ones, there may be some fine tuning uh, to be had. But I think that you, you should be excited uh, about a future that has Jordan Walker, that has Mason Wynn. I do still consider. Donovan and Newt to be young players both 26 years old and both still getting a, a footing uh, at the big league level kind of figuring out who they are I'm excited to see a healthy Donovan next year I'm intrigued what Victor Scott can bring speedy center fielder stole like 300 bags this year I forget exactly what the number was could have been 93 I don't know exactly what it was <laughs> but a ridiculous season um, so for for that part yeah I think you you hit the nail on the head Anthony the the baseball world at large or maybe your casual fan maybe doesn't know about these guys because you're not playing in October once you're playing in October everybody knows who an Evan Carter is right the third one from Derek Gould would be the strong left-handed compliments Harper Schwarber Corey Seager Jordan Alvarez so many of the most powerful packed moments in this year's championship series like the past share to trade let's can let's carry this over Brad because I, I don't know if they're, they're necessarily missing this either for the Cardinals okay. well, I'll ask you about it next year in the fast lane on 101 ESPN we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN Congratulations to Chris from Wright City. Won the Metallica tickets because he had the correct answer to our trivia question, which is, which was, David Freese, it's the anniversary of Game 6 when he hit the home run. Who is the winning pitcher that night for the Cardinals? Brad, do you know this one off the top of your head? I do. Jake Westbrook. Jake Westbrook is correct, yes. So congratulations to Chris from Wright City, who won the tickets to go see Metallica next Sunday night. Again, don't forget, Metallica, uh, free tickets, bonus chance, 101ESPN.com or your 101ESPN mobile app. All right, BT, so we're going through this list that Derek Gould put together for the Post-Dispatch, and it's an interesting list, and I love what Derek did in, in looking at what the Rangers and the Diamondbacks have, and he says five traits that the World Series teams have that the Cardinals are missing. We got done talking about the youth infusion, moved on to the strong left-handed compliments. Uh, this is another area where I actually think the Cardinals have some left-handed compliments to guys like Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, namely being Newt and uh, Nolan Gorman. But maybe I'm missing what DG is talking about here. How did you, how did you read that? Yeah, look, here's the thing. I think it comes to proven talent is what he's talking about. Because I think that we just saw this past year, Lars Newbar scratched the surface. We saw enormous strides from Nolan Gorman, and I absolutely believe that he is a legit left-handed compliment in a lineup that nobody's really going to want to face Anthony at a given time. But he's definitely, it's not like, you know, Seager, and it's not like, uh, you know, obviously from the Phillies where they were talking about Schwarber and Harper. It's, it's 
certainly not to that level to this point. But uh, Newt Bar is such an interesting case because I really do wonder, Anthony, what is he going to be? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be the high on base guy? Uh, is he going to like have that? Is is it always going to be that that level stroke, or is he going to turn into more of a power guy? He talked about letting it rip a little bit more. We saw some of that late in the season. He is super intriguing to me. What that trajectory looks like for him, but but I mean, you laying it out there, throwing nude in there, and mm-hmm. the numbers back it up. Yeah. Do you believe that he's going to turn into one of those power guys? I, I don't know if he'll, if he'll turn into a prototypical power guy, but I think he's got twenty home run potential. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think that. I mean, how many? How many did he hit? We haven't seen a full. Technically, we really haven't seen a full season. Yeah, he had fourteen this year, uh, Anthony, and one hundred and seventeen games. Okay, so he plays. If he plays. What, 140, 145, which I think he's capable of. He he would get he would get closer to yeah, twenty five. And remember that was with a slow start too. Yes, yeah. So I think yes in that from that standpoint is is going to be somebody that consistently hits thirty you know thirty or more. No, especially if he stays in that cleanup spot. But I love the all around game that Newt has, including. From the from an outfield standpoint, can play all three spots. He's got he's got a rocket for an arm. Um, I think the league figured out quickly in the second half two years ago. Not not to not to take you know the home home on him. So I think he is somebody that can develop into a, an absolute stud. And in fairness to Derek Cool too, he does right. He goes, "Do the Cardinals have this?" Talking about the left-handed compliments, he says, "Actually, potentially, look at the yeah. look at the past list of top thirty left-handed hitters." And voila, Nolan Gorman. 118 WRC plus and Lars Newpar 118 WRC uh, WRC plus tied for 31st. Add Brendan Donovan and there's the slash line on base percentage, slugging percentage, and on base plus slugging percentage. When you're looking at those three guys, so Gould also mentions that the, the Cardinals have potentially that left-handed bat too. Anthony, you did also say WRC plus wrong. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll just read the first line there so I can correct myself. Brad, thank you for holding me accountable on this. Actually, potentially, look look past the list of the top 30 left-handed hitters, and voila, Nolan Gorman, 118 WRC plus, and Lars Numpar, 118 WRC plus, <laughs> tied for 31st. Nerd alert. <laughs> Nailed, <laughs> Nailed it. it. Nailed uh, it. Good job. All right, number four, Brad. Zeroed in relief. I would say this is an area the Cardinals do have pieces of, but I would I would say that they're missing this too. I don't think it's just about the starting rotation. I think the Cardinals have sporadic talent in the bullpen, but not direct, like zeroed in, to use Derek Gould's term, zeroed in relief help. What about you? So right now, and I think that Derek laid it out in the piece at stltoday.com, and Derek does a great job. Like the D-backs pen right now, Anthony, is dialed in. No I kidding. I mean, they have basically any time time Tori Lavello uh, picks up the phone and he says any name that guy's ready to go right now Ryan Thompson Joe Mantiply uh, the rookie Sal Frank Ginkle and Seawald that entire group together since the beginning of September Anthony has a 1.69 ERA like wow. that is dialed in like that that's where you want to be and the postseason, as we've seen, it's like, hey, get through five innings, we'll pen you to death. Mm-hmm. So that sets up pretty well right now for the Diamondbacks. On the flip side, uh, LeClerc has been good in the postseason, but that bullpen for the Rangers has been, uh, well, not good for the season. Like You wait for that to rear its ugly head, maybe it won't, maybe the offense is too good. But bringing it back to the Cardinals, if everybody is healthy – 
you feel pretty good about seven, eight, nine in however they want to deploy it. And that would be building from the back end. That's Helsley. And then however you want, seven, eight of Jojo Romero, who really emerged this year, and Giovanni Gallegos, who certainly had some ups and downs this year, but for the most part has been a proven entity in the pen for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, what do you actually feel really confident in? I think that John King did some good things. I think he'll be part of your bullpen. But, I mean, nobody that you say, okay, well, this is lights out going to come in and dominate aside from potentially those three in a given moment. And then the fifth one is just kind of one that DG throws in there. It's just a yarn to spin. So every World Series has one. Sometimes even the tallest of tales come true. This series cannot help it. Either the Rangers are going to win their first World Series championship in franchise history or Arizona, that Gen Z expansion club, will win its second. So, yeah, kind of some built-in storylines. Do the Cardinals have this with the second most World Series championships, Derek writes, the most in the National League, and a recent run of 15 consecutive winning seasons? The Cardinals aren't quite the Yankees, but they're not going to be anyone's darlings of the fall classic. So, he's right. I don't think from a storyline standpoint, the Cardinals would have necessarily been it's certainly not falling into the category of the Diamondbacks making it to the World Series period and the Rangers potentially yeah. winning their first. No, from a storyline standpoint, it doesn't stack up. You know what, though, Anthony, I think is going to be interesting as we navigate through 2024 is which way, like the Rangers or the Diamondbacks storyline, will their season follow the most? Because we all know that the Rangers storyline, aside from not winning the World Series, they spent $800 million on free agents in the mm-hmm. last two years, and the Diamondbacks are young talent. I mean, that's just kind of a, the way it is, and we talked about the young talent that the Cardinals have. So which one of those things is going to have the bigger effect on the Cardinals in 2024? I think that's going to be an interesting thing to keep a track of. Good call. That's Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. We have Nugget of Truth or overreaction sounds like true or poo yeah it's true true probably true or poo that's next on 101 ESPN we're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN All right, time for Nugget of Truth or overreaction here in the fast lane. Or if you're Brad, you just call it true or poo because it's the same thing. He can't let it go. I think it's different. Thank you, Marsh. It is different. It's way different. Okay, we'll see. Go ahead, Marsh. All right, Nugget of Truth or overreaction. The cards would have another NLCS appearance. If they would have kept a Rosarena and Garcia. Anthony, Ooh. we've done this a few times. And this is a, uh, a flat-out over-exaggeration here. Wait, what are the... What are the uh, <laughs> <laughs> overreaction. Nugget of truth or overreaction? Yeah, this is an overreaction. That's what that is. That is a, a nugget of an overreaction. Overreaction. <laughs> I mean, again, and not to put anything past these two guys we just haven't seen their teams ask them to do this due to the fact that their teams are actually they have it can they pitch because if they can pitch then yes that is a nugget of truth but until they can pitch no that's not the case yeah if this was altered a little bit if it if it was uh if sandy alcantara and zach gallon 
We're still with the Cardinals. Would they have another NLCS appearance? Uh, that that's uh, that's beyond a nugget of truth at that point. That's just probably a truth. Well, I'm yeah. you know when I when I think of this, I'm not looking at just this year. The Cardinals sure. were a playoff team last year. If you mm-hmm. put Garcia and Rosarena on that team last year. Maybe you beat the Phillies, and maybe you end up in the NLCS. Yeah, you might. Even the year before, maybe you win the wild card game. I still, I still think, and I've made this point before, I still think the longer the series goes, the, the pitching would have shown up. You're right. I mean, the, when Adam Wainwright pitched well against the Dodgers in the, in the wild card, everybody had every right to say, well, pitching wasn't your problem. It was offense. Same thing with le- last year, Marsh. You're right. They, they lose the Phillies. The pitching wasn't the problem. It's the offense. Okay. But you also have to, if we're going to play this game, you, you got to advance to the NLDS. And if you advance to the NLDS, what does your pitching look like against that team? Correct. If you go up against it, okay, so you get out of that, you go to the NLCS, your, I think eventually your lack of top-end pitching was, was going to haunt you no matter what. I mean, I look at last year's team, and let's think about it. If we got the same Jordan Montgomery that we're seeing right now, that's a pretty damn good pitcher. If you we're getting Miles that, Michaelis, if who's we're getting a solid that one, pitcher. Then yes. Jose Quintana was dealing. Yeah. That's three solid starters right there. I I feel pretty good about it, about that team. What do you think, BT? March brings uh, up an I, interesting point. Yeah, but you do realize that. You did like game three. You didn't even know who the hell was going to throw the ball for you. Maybe it was going to be Adam Wainwright last year. If that if he was lobbying for it, but you didn't know. Games one and two were guys that you had to go outside the organization to get. I think mm-hmm. that kind of tells you a little bit of something about where you were at rotationally. So I I don't know. Look, your team you have a far better chance with Garcia and with a Rosarena in your outfield to win. There is just no way around that. Yeah. But I still think that you would have fallen short the last couple of years pitching wise and Montgomery right now is pitching like an ace and boy what good timing for Jordan Montgomery on the eve of being a free agent here in a little over a week good for him Um, but I I don't know if he was at that point last year and I still do truly believe that you have to have an ace to go win a championship and I don't know if he was that guy then we get a great text from the 314 keeping things in perspective if you keep uh, Adolis Garcia, we probably don't get Albert. Mm. Now you always get Albert. I mean, come on. It's Albert Pujols. It's the Cardinals. It's, it's Albert a, all the way. A, yeah, Janet. Good yeah. Call. I don't even want to think about that. It's an interesting perspective nonetheless, but that get that mess out of here. Golly, it's not nothing, though. No, it's certainly not. Remember, (laughs) the the only reason that Albert was a viable option was due to the fact that two guys uh, spit the bit in spring training, and that was uh, was Juan Yepes and Nolan Gorman. Both of them struggled. Like, both had an opportunity to make the team, to run with it, and they struggled, and then all of a sudden Albert was there, and he's like, what the frick? I tried it, and he <laughs> did, you know, and, and he had an epic uh, epic season, especially second half. So, dude, interesting perspective. That whole butterfly effect of everything is crazy. It is. A very uh, interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> There's a YouTube page of this, this guy that um, does butterfly effects, and one, I watch one of them. It's like, you know, like a 10-minute video, give or take, and he'll – basically explain how one injury from a game in like 
I don't know, July, mid-July of 2003 led to this player in 2020, Wow, you know, yeah. hitting home run That's or crazy. something. Like, it's so weird. It's it's really interesting, though, but uh, you should check it out sometime. I, I couldn't tell you what the channel's called, but uh, moving on from the 636, Nugget of truth or overreaction? Of course, this uh, texture said true or poo, but that's not the name of the game. <laughs> the Blues are in a better position to win in the next five years than the Cardinals are. Uh, I don't know about that. That's a nugget of poo, Anthony. And here is... Uh, <laughs> no, I think you, you, mix the ga- you mix the games and the references. I did what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, that's hot garbage, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. No, uh, my thing is, I, I still believe, it. and look, the, the Blues could do something special. This isn't disparaging them necessarily, mm-hmm. although I had to nugget a poo on them just <laughs> to get to this point. Um, but if you add the right pitching, I think you're good to go. And yeah. uh, that's that's kind of where the Cardinals at. So this, this offseason, they have a chance, unless the Blues go ahead and win it this year, which, look, crazier things have happened, right? Um, it, unless they go win it this year, I think the Cardinals have a legit chance to do so next year with the right moves. I think that um, that's that's an overreaction. The Blues are also going to be hamstrung by a cap and contracts that won't be able to you won't be able to get out of if some of these players start to really tank production wise. Cardinals, if they fix their pitching, it's just still a, it's still a it's a big like you don't just fix pitching overnight. But if they're able to do it, I think that they're going to be more in line because of that offense and the young talent that they have to 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 potentially win bigger quicker yeah the biggest key obviously uh, you know marshy for the blues in this run is do your two young superstars that you gave these big deals to to do they become the cornerstones do they make those next strides how confident are you marshy that those two guys can do that oh boy brad don't do this to me um i don't know because i i really want to compare them to other players around the league that are around the same age i look at like jack hughes and i do not see robert thomas or jordan Cairo even being that type of player now granted jack hughes is a number one overall pick yeah but man you would like to have a guy like that wouldn't be you? nice but uh you know what i'll i'll give it uh i'll give it an eight why not eight okay, by eight Marcy, by eight no you're, you're doing right all you had to do right there was uh do it like this say I think they're. I think they're gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voice goes up. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. You know, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, you I, know what? I really believe that. Actually, I don't know if I want an eight. I'm thinking like a seven point four. There we go. Okay. Start out on, on a decimal. twenty scale. Yeah. yeah no Oof. rookie numbers. Yeah. On a what scale? Twenty. <laughs> I thought it was ten. No, it is. It is. Okay. Brad. Brad injected a couple more numbers in there. All right, let's do one more here. This one's interesting. Uh, From the 618, nugget of truth or overreaction, the 2022 Cards team was the best team St. Louis has had in the last 10 years. They just lost two uh, two of the most important games. Which Say that again? Sorry. Basically, the 2022 Cardinals team is the best team St. Louis has had in the last 10 years. Not I just, think the Stanley Club Blues team was really good. Yeah, I would say yeah. so, too. Man, that 2013 Cardinal team was pretty good, too. Yes, it was. So oh, it was the totally 2015 agree. team. Was that wait, What year? Was the 2013 the, 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 the year that they set the record for doubles? 
Uh, I mean, that would make sense because I think Carpenter ripped like 55 yeah. of them or something. I just remember every game I felt like he hit a double. But that team was that team was. I think loaded. the 2015 team, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, BT. I think that was a hundred win team. What when the, the NL Central itself like had like three teams with 95 plus wins? Yeah, there were a hundred mm. on the dot in 2015. That was a really good team. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I would say I, I like say. last year's team again is your your pitching that was you know a little bit underwhelming. Although they plugged some pretty good holes yeah. with Quintana and with Montgomery. Yeah, I can't. I can't like, go that way. Last year's team was fun. Like it was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say they were great though. No. I think what made it fun though was because it was Albert and Yachty's final season. Yeah. And they made it to the playoffs, and they gave us a, a lot of great memories. And yeah, that's, Goldschmidt that's won the, the MVP. I mean, that's yeah. You know. I think the biggest thing to remember, though, Anthony, and it's a good point with Goldie winning the MVP, and by the way, Arenado being third in the MVP, like you had some high-end talent. (laughs) But really, the reason that you got to the postseason was Albert Albert. Pujols. Like that was like, if Albert's not there, we're having the conversations that we're having this offseason last season if Albert doesn't, you know, save the bacon. That's a great point. And you were there, Brad. You were in LA yeah. when he hit his man, his monstrous yeah. home runs. How cool would that? Oh, Historic yes. home runs. You were there. Oh, Six ninety nine, seven hundred yeah. yes. in Los Angeles yep. for the event live yeah. in my hotel yes. on Apple uh, TV. Wait, what? Yeah, ah. on my iPad. Come on. Um, yeah, because I figured, what the hell? He's not going to hit two. No. I go to the ballpark every night. Why would I? Why would I go there? I could just go next door to the yard house, have a couple of cold brews. But then I realized, oh, the yard house probably isn't going to have this game on because it's on Apple TV and nobody has freaking Apple TV (laughs) at any large establishments. So anyways, again, in seven or eight more years, I'll uh, I'll change my story. I'll have been there. I'll be the guy that uh, Albert went and slapped hands with behind uh, home plate. It wasn't Mm -hmm. Beltre. It will have been me when I retell this story. (laughs) Brad, too bad they weren't in, uh, in Toronto. You could have just posted up in, in that hotel and be at the game. Oh, that's a good call. I like, like, truly could have been there. Not The team doesn't stay in that hotel, but, oh. boy, that would be uh, that would be convenient for sure. That's great. You remind me of like, the, uh, the malice at the palace, so I was there. But I just feel like the, the more the years wear on, I will have eventually been the one to throw the beer Mm. and have Ron Artest go up into the stance. I don't think that's a good idea, Anthony. I don't know what, what the statute of limitations is on that, but boy, well, you already got the guy. You, you know? incited a riot. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, listen, uh, it's, look, I was there, and then eventually I was going to be the one to start everything. Okay, it just it happens that way. It's a natural progression of the story, Brad. Yeah, it's going to happen. Fishing. It's the old fishing tale, you know? Certainly. Kind of fish is like this big. Right. And then it was a whale at some point, you know. Yeah. Anthony, were you yeah, the guy that was. that threw the beer, or were you the guy that went on the went onto the court and then almost got punched in the face? Who knows? We'll see where the story develops. Okay, Marsh. Well, yeah. let's make sure you get your story straight before yeah. you start telling everybody. Absolutely, that's uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's Andrew Marsh. He's got what's trending for us next on One Hundred and One ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill to win a magical Polar Express staycation. 
Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Brad Thompson, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Gentlemen, this Sunday, City SC will be taking on Sporting KC, a 9 o'clock start time. It's pretty late, and you can catch all that action on FS1. So, nationally, nationally, jeez, uh, national televised game this Sunday First game of the playoffs in City SC's inaugural season. I'm fired up for this, guys. Yeah. It's I mean, you're talking about a, a playoff game coming off a regular season that was incredibly impactful, incredibly exciting, so well done from top to bottom. When you talk about City SC, from uh, the coaching, the players, the PR, everything, the small and large details that go into the stadium, they absolutely killed it i'm sure within the building they're like well we wish we'd done this differently or maybe next year we'll do this differently performing it from an outsider's perspective it was perfect this season and now you get to cap it off by beating the absolute snot out of that sporting kc team oh yeah anthony i like that a lot i like that a whole lot let's do that um it's uh it is gonna be fun and and Marshy, you mentioned a 9 o'clock start. Hey, that's more time for tailgating, isn't yes, it? Yes, it that's is. That's more Darn time right for the Luligans to get all lubed up out there and give KC exactly <laughs> what they're looking for because it is going to be a raucous affair. It's going to be a blast. And, Anthony, I think the, you hit the nail on the head, man. Everything about this season, uh, the expectation was going to be St. Louis embraces soccer so the city were going to be loved. Well, not only was that true, but they put together a great product. It's not just about one guy. It's exactly what Bradley Carnell said this team was going to be like. It's going to—it's kind of the embodiment of the city, that blue-collar approach. And uh, it has been fun, man. I really hope that they go on a deep run. And who knows, man? They, they're the first team to ever win their conference as an expansion team. Why not win the whole freaking thing? Absolutely. Now you say, and you're right, Yeah, it's not just about one guy. And Bradley Carnell is said that hey it's not about one guy it is nice to have roman berkey though that one oh, guy, no, make that completely, guy he may completely uh turn everything around for, not turn anything around he's been great i just mean uh he, he may he may carry you the entire postseason yeah it's, that's it is what nice you need right it's nice to have uh, that one guy is is uh that the equivalent like what's the baseball equivalent there is that the ace but he pitches every game yes the madison Baumgartner yeah. in 20 in 2014 yeah, I'll pitch again, no problem. Okay, Roman, go get him. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible Sunday night football matchup too. Yeah, so you're you don't have to worry about flipping. You get the Chargers and the Bears. Gosh. Hey, did you guys know that there was football on last night? <laughs> <laughs> Brad, would you like to address this right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you say? Through, uh, oh, hold on, I'm sorry. Didn't you say the other night too? Uh, the other day, you're like, oh, I got to get my picks in. Yeah, I think I did. Um, <laughs> I was flipping through all the apps, like, ah, what, what is there to watch? And I flipped through Prime, and I'm looking. I'm like, football? What? <laughs> what? What is it? And then I turn it on. I'm like, boy, I sure hope I picked the Bills. I obviously would have picked the Bills. And then I go and look. I go, hot damn, Brad, you didn't pick anybody. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, I did get the rest of my picks in, and I was just kind of hoping you guys wouldn't notice. But, Anthony, thanks for the text this morning. 
I appreciate the heads up. Good teammate looking out for me. I should, well, so if I was I, a better teammate, I would have done it about 24 hours before that. No, <laughs> hey, accountability, right? I should have done that. Now, we, we used to remind each other, but that was when I was there every day. It's it's on me it's all to good. remember these things. And I'm going to make my picks for the rest of the season probably after this. <laughs> you know what? We pick each other up. So last week I went on a limb and I took the Saints against the Jaguars. Now, nobody else took the Saints on either team. The Saints lose. And everybody, hey, as a team, we picked each other up on Sunday. Brad, you actually had more correct picks than anybody on either team last week, making up for my Saints pick. So you backed us up last week. We're going to back you up this week. Also, Moon and King Scott not getting in their picks last night. Boy, that helped as well. Mm-hmm. They picked oh, us up, too. idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we are up by one, and we had a guy not turn his own picks in last night. So that's good. And we're talking about the NFL Pick'em Challenge, too, in case those that don't know. People Brett. do know, Anthony, that they can get in on that Pick'em Challenge each and every each week. Each and every right? week. There's they like get prizes. prizes Absolutely. So um, you can beat us, and you can beat us like a drum, quite frankly, because, mm-hmm. you know, some of us are okay, some of us are great, and some of us are terrible. Which one are you, Anthony, if you had to pick? You know, I'm right in the middle of the pack this year. I've been okay. Yeah. yeah. Been average. Jamie's been yeah. on fire. He's been great. I've he- been terrible. Uh, Marsh, you you have not had your best season. Mm-mm. That doesn't mean you've been terrible. Hey, you know yeah, what? To this point, there's a lot of time. To left. this point, yeah. Marsh is in dead last with 58. But you didn't have to say dead last. You could have just said last. Well, you're in the basement. How about that? Okay. Uh, but you know, you're only two off of Riz. You're only three off of BT and Learn. So you got to go. You got a big week coming up. I I think so, Anthony. I I really do. Uh, we have a big game. Tonight, World Series game number one, Rangers, Diamondbacks. Who's winning the World Series, fellas? I don't think Bruce Bochy's going to lose anything. If this gets to a game seven, I didn't realize this. It, so game seven, Dusty Baker has never won a game seven, and Bruce Bochy had never lo- has never lost a game seven. I didn't know that either. I didn't realize that. That's incredible. So I love- beat him before then if you're Tori Lavolo. That's right. I love Boch. I like the Rangers. I'm gonna. I know it's chalk, but I'll 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 choke on chalk here. Yeah, look, they're just the uh, we, we talked about for a long time. Like like pitching, it's it's about pitching in the postseason. And when you're looking at the bullpens, I, I believe that the Diamondbacks bullpen is better. At least as I, I gave you the numbers of the last month for like five of their guys, last two months basically, they're unhittable. But outside of of Gallon off the top, who by the way his last two starts, as you know, in the LCS were not good in the RA of like seven something. Um, he, uh, it's it's Merrill Kelly after that who's thrown the ball well. Brandon Fott has thrown the ball well, but not necessarily known quantities. Rotationally, I would give the nod to the Rangers. And lineup, top to bottom, you have to give it to the Rangers. I mean, this is a team that flat-out slugs. So what's going to be fun to watch during this one is you have a team that has some of the biggest power numbers in baseball, Anthony, and the Rangers. Yeah. And you have a team that has some of the most speed in baseball in the Diamondbacks. So are the D-backs going to be able to get enough guys on base 
to wreak havoc on the base paths. And will they be afraid to do it? Biggest stage, right? You got to remember who you are. So I'll, it'll be fun to watch how Tori Lovello, how he plays things, because you know the Rangers are just looking for that one big swing of the bat to swing everything else. Mm -hmm. And you know that Adolis Garcia is looking to just cause all kinds of damage. You know, he's one RBI, and I'm sure you guys talked about this already, one RBI off of the record set by David Freeze in 2011. That was 21 driven in. Adolis has 20 right right now with seven home runs. I mean, it's been an incredible it's run for him. Stupid. It, it happens every postseason, right? It happens every postseason. Some Somebody get just goes mm -hmm. off. Yeah, some former Cardinal, Anthony. Some Typically a former Cardinal goes off, and you have the conversation <laughs> like, man, we probably should have hung on to that guy. And Next year will be somebody else, probably. Taylor Motter. <clears throat> Tyler O'Neill. Tyler, it would be, it'll <laughs> definitely be Tyler O'Neill. Well, that would be something, wouldn't it? No Are you question. kidding me? <laughs> he plays really? A, he plays 155, 155 games. games. No injuries, no no hamstring pull. Plays them all. Crashes into the wall. Plays the next game. Yep. All right. It's the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Anthony, I got something real quick for what you. What do you got? This, is, this could be the reason why the Diamondbacks win the World Series. It has nothing to do with numbers, but I found this interesting. In 2001, their ace at the time, Randy Johnson, mm -hmm. hit a bird, if mm -hmm. you remember that. I do, in, in a spring training game. Mm -hmm. This year, Zach Gallen, their ace, hit a bird. Are you serious? All the dates of the World Series games in 2001 are on the same days and same dates as, How does that same happen? Dates as this year. And you know why it happened? Because of 9-11, they had to push things back. Oh, wow. The All-Star Game in 2001 was held in Seattle. This, this year, it was held in Seattle. And George Whoa. W. Bush threw out the first pitch in 2001. What? He's thrown out the first pitch Shut up. tonight. That's remarkable. I don't Marsh? know why, but I got Where goosebumps for no this? damn reason. I found it on, uh, on the interwebs, Brad. Ah, I mean, if that's real, that's fantastic. That's, that's kind of well, like... Um, Go snakes. Snakes alive. Yeah, snakes no kidding. Alive. No kidding. That's kind of like Alex Smith suffering that horrible injury at the same spot in the same field like or not the same field but like the same spot on same, the field yeah. same week same opponent or whatever however it was that's in, that's insane all right good stuff there marshy so go d-backs i'm sure the uh rangers will win in four no no <laughs> not with those not with those trends you just threw out there all right we got a sports six pack next so if you have a question send it into the air comfort service sex line at 314-399-9646 bt and i will answer them in our sports six pack next in the fast line we're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's. Your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years. With Brad Thompson, I'm Anthony Stalter. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. And here's Andrew Marsh with your questions for the Sports Six Pack. Question number one. Let's start off with the 636. Anthony, as someone who witnessed Ron Artest go in the crowd, he <laughs> called him a punk. Uh, do you think, or did you think, he would ever be called Meta World Peace one day? <laughs> no, no, not at all. And and for 
you know, just to clarify, I, I did not call anybody anything that night. I was working, and I was working for the Pistons broadcast because our station, WDFN, uh, I was the on-site producer. Sometimes I would go into the Pistons locker room to get sound and everything, and I would run the switchboard for the post-game show, which was always held right there at uh, Auburn Hills. Now the stadium's in, in Detroit. They got the brand-new stadium. So... I was there. I was I was by the Pistons bench though. So the so everybody the Ron Artest and Steven Jackson, they obviously they were on the other side. They went into that side of the the uh stadium, the seats where the fans were. So I was on the other side. It was difficult to see outside of as soon as the Pacers players went into the stands, I looked at the guy I was working with, I go, Yeah, we better get out of here. Like something just <laughs> felt not great like it was going to spill so fortunately i went through uh, i walked across the court and into the media area there and just kind of waited a little bit and when we didn't really hear anything we're just like we're taking off we're out of here so fortunately i got out uh but i wasn't there when the fans started to get on the court and everybody started to fight you missed the good stuff i did yeah (laughs) I was probably in the media room at that point. Are you hiding? Stop it. That was that could have been a story. Here's the thing, Brad. Um, I once was uh, pulled over, if you can believe it or not, I can. in Detroit, downtown, at night. Okay. And the police officer who pulled me over looked at me and said, Why the, did you pull over? Yeah, what are you talking about? He goes, son, I want you to do something to get home. Go through every red light, get out of the city, and if you've because I told him I was working, I was working a station event or something like that. He goes, if you gotta, if you gotta go through every red light, nobody's gonna pull you over. He goes, don't do that. He goes, I saw, I saw you. You stopped. That's why I flicked the lights on. <laughs> Just go. I'm like, okay, sir. I was 20, I don't know, 22, 23 years old at the time. So you're saying to run every red light he was when me, I was in, in downtown, if I go to Detroit? Downtown Detroit. Mm. At night, I'm talk, and I'm talking about like some of these station events would, la- would be past midnight mm-hmm. in downtown Detroit. The Eagles don't stop. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> I would at least look both ways, Anthony, just in case just in case on the other side. You don't sure. want to get T-boned out there, T-bone anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's a good that's that's good advice, Brad. But, but outside yeah, so, of the boning, I think that's good advice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. well said, Brad. So yeah, I got out of there. You missed all the good stuff though, huh? <laughs> Did I? Brad, that's like when Anthony uh stopped watching the Super Bowl a few years ago. He missed all the good stuff. I didn't have to keep watching. Falcons won. Uh, I've celebrated it ever since, and, you know, it's just uh, a good like, feeling. I, mean, I uh, Anthony, I knew that you were overserved, but I had no idea. <laughs> That's because you were serving me. That's correct, boy, and I was pouring them strong for you because you were getting sadder and sadder, and I say, you know what's going to help Anthony? Alcohol. That's going to help him. That's going to get him where he needs to be. This should pep him right up. Just full-on whiskey. I'll give you a little touch of something on top of it. Um, but, boy, were you sad. You could have added sour cream to that at the end there. It didn't matter. 
I wasn't tasting it. Boy, what a disgusting mixer that would be. It would have that's been. A, that's an interesting, like, white Russian. Yes. Like, I ran out of milk, so I went with sour cream. Ah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, for those yeah. who don't know, I went to Brad's house for the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl. I was nervous. In this basement, Anthony. In that very basement. There you it was. cried right over there. That's where you cried. <laughs> I still yeah. don't remember crying, but I'll take your word for it. Okay, Anthony. Uh <laughs> When I first showed up, I was nervous for the game, so I, st- I I was drinking fast. And then as the game was wearing on and the Falcons were winning, I was excited, so I was drinking fast. Then when the game started to get out of control and the Falcons uh, in, in not in their favor, I started drinking fast. Mm. It was a rough night. Well, we also had snacks, so that yeah. probably helped a little bit. Right. And then my poor wife, Kristen, uh who was not drinking at the time. I think she, she either just had Madeline or she was, you know, born within the, the couple of months of it. She drove home, which was good. I think Maddie was here crushing nachos. She was a little bit older, wasn't she? I think that what was a different. Was that? I was a different. I think that was a different Super Bowl. Golly, it probably was a different. Super yeah, Bowl. she was Good tiny, man. She was born in 2016. That was the Super Bowl. Oh uh, well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> guess she, I guess you know how old your kid is, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, a little. That's right, little Madeline. Maybe, maybe the, the the next year after that or something, she she crushed like a whole plate of nachos. Now she doesn't need anything. God love her. Anyways, question two, please. Question number two. Speaking of going fast, <laughs> yeah, we gotta run through these. Uh, from the six three six, Jamie was talking about himself at twenty five and how crazy he was. If you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? And uh, would you would your younger self listen to your older self? The second question is easy. No, my younger <laughs> self would not. Even if it was, if, even if I was look, like the older version of me. And, I, and the younger version's looking at him like, hey, listen, let's listen to this advice. Just write all this good stuff down. The younger version would still somehow say, eh, I'll be fine. So whatever yeah. it is, whatever advice it is. I'm investing in Amazon. I'm going to go back and tell myself to invest everything you have in Amazon. So, Brad, you've been in the big leagues a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Pour this into Amazon or you're about to say Apple, Apple. right, Anthony? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pour that into there because then you probably won't have to work as much anymore. Right. That's just good advice. Yeah, that's pretty sage. Mm-hmm. Brad, knowing you, you'd probably just forget. You know, like the younger version mm-hmm. of you would just forget to do it and then go, it's like, ah, gosh, hot damn. Old, old, Old Brad told me something. Told me what something. was that? He came here with gray hair, and uh-huh. he's like, he was like, blah 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 blah, like an old guy. <laughs> Don't hang that off-speed pitch. <laughs> yeah, you know what it oh, was? Yeah. I think it was. I think, I think it was the housing market. That's what I should get into. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that is actually one uh, one bullet that I dodged big time because I was like very close. I was house hunting in Vegas. Right before that big crash, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that I didn't end up buying a home at that point out there because uh, that would that wouldn't have been great. No, probably not. Question number three from the three one four: What sounds good for takeout for dinner tonight? You can't go wrong with uh, tacos. Mm. I'm just a big taco fan. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, you are. That's like number one food for absolutely me. Uh, fajitas. There's a lot of variation. Burritos, enchiladas. Uh, that's usually my go-to, quite frankly. 
I just love I made enchiladas last tacos. night, Anthony. Did you? What kind? Chicken, yeah, they were, pork? They were delicious. Chicken, red sauce last night. Okay. Uh, they were good. Me and little man crushed them. Nobody else ate them, but we ate them. How come um, nobody, what, Lexi didn't want any enchiladas? Uh, no. So you were just talking about Maddie not eating. My daughter eats the same, like, three things every day. That's yeah. about it. She's uh, quite a picky eater. Sure. So yeah, Madeline loves uh, uh, popcorn, and uh, that's about it. Oh, well, it's healthiest ish ish yeah sure enough depends yeah. mm-hmm. every once in a while yeah uh but man so the funny thing is like takeout out takeout is anything that you want in the world can be takeout now with, that's true with like DoorDash mm. and grubhub and yeah. and uber eats so the world is your oyster what are you feeling like if you're feeling like going big baller and you want like capital grill well that can be takeout and somebody will bring it to you very true you want tacos you want pizza like this is it's hard to make a decision for somebody else, Anthony, as to like what they're hungry for. Right. But know this: you are not limited. If you can dream it, someone will bring it to your lazy ass. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put that. Chinese takeout sounds really good right that's now, solid. and it is Friday. Mm-hmm. It is Friday. We haven't had one of those uh, payway days in a while. Oh man, remember that? Oh, Brad and I payway Br- Friday. A yeah, lot. Brad and I when we were uh, was that was that when I was producing, Brad? When we started that tradition, I don't think that, so. that I far. Think that you were on air. No, I don't think it was that far back. Man, Brad, I don't know. I think it was Brad who came up with it. I think we should do pay, Payway Fridays. I might go there right after here. You should, oh, Marsh. No. Your single ass. Good. Nice job. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. Look at Marshy. Has options after work. Options. Well, it's like, oh, yeah. I might do this or I might do that. Jeez. That is awesome. That, that is, is incredible. That is fantastic. <laughs> So people would ask me over the years, like working at a radio station, obviously we've got some great sister stations attached. Like, dude, you must go to all kinds of concerts. I'm like, no, no, I have yeah. all kinds of concerts offered to me to go to. <laughs> sure. I don't go to any of them. Nope. None of them. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to all of them, but I also don't want to make that phone call and be like, hey, hey, hey I'm going to do something what you, fun. How's everything? Oh, I'm sorry. Are they, is that the kid screaming in the background? Uh, um, never can mind. Can you tell them to shut up? I want to ask to go to a concert. <laughs> 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 What's that? It's been the worst day of your life. Uh, it's, oh, oh huh, boy, it's getting longer now because I'm going to go uh, to Metallica with Anthony because he's got all the tickets. <laughs> uh, Brad got tickets. You know yep. what, though? I did have Kiss tickets this week, and I was just kind of exhausted. So I just, they I just didn't, didn't go. No, I gave them to my mom, who I thought would appreciate them oh, more. Oh, that's cool. And she said it was an unbelievable time. So Chris and I just went to Auto Center's Nissan Herculaneum. Uh, we're looking at some some pre-owned vehicles out there. You know they get over 700 on the lot. And Jerry, uh, one of their fantastic salespeople out there, he he went to that concert. He said one of the best concerts. He was one of the best mm-hmm. concerts he's ever been to. He went with his daughter. I heard the theatrics were incredible. Like just mm-hmm. they put on a show. Yeah, like Paul was flying or something. Yeah, my mom was saying that uh, the pyrotechnics were were unreal. That's awesome. Lots of fire everywhere. Gotta have fire. Absolutely. It's a kiss How old are those guys? Seventy. Do, do you think it's the real guys? Like let's let's just give um, the you couldn't trust you, you know what? <laughs> you just put anybody in makeup you and could. just run them out there as kiss. Yeah, but I feel like it's nah. probably the real the real deal, McCoy, with them. Which one's McCoy? No, none of them are McCoy. I just, it's a saying. I don't know Kiss that well, to be totally honest. You got Gene and Paul and the other two. Gene's the one I knew. Yeah. You threw out Paul, I just nodded along. I'll get them for you. Hold on. Well, I don't need you to Google him, Anthony. You, you also. Oh, no, we got it. Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh, Ace Fraley. No, you know Ace Fraley. <laughs> 
You know, oh, Ace, Ace Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul Stanley Who's and uh, Gary? Eric Singer. Oh, oh, Paul Stanley, I know. Okay. Yeah. You know these guys. I don't. <laughs> Detroit Rock City. Okay. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We're going to build our own sleeper team. Uh, Brad, this is your first time doing this, so this is going to be fun. Build your own sleeper team. Okay. For fantasy, one quarterback, one wide receiver, one running back. They've got to be considered uh, sleepers. So you know you can't so take you what can't is take the designation. Well, you can't take Patrick Mahomes, you know, um, as your quarterback. Okay, back to the drawing. Yeah, board. you got to start okay. over. If if you got a question, for, write down a couple, Brad. So if if it's kind of the, the the group basically says yay or nay on it, okay. So if you throw out oh. a player like no, that's not a sleeper, you'll be fine. We'll do that next okay. on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, so this is going to be Brad's first opportunity to play the Build Your Own Sleeper team. Now, Marsh won uh, two weeks ago, right? So Jamie won the first week, I won the second, Marsh won the third, and then I won this past weekend. So I, I'm up I'm up on everybody. But Brad, how about you pick for, for Jamie today, slash yourself? Okay, All I right? can do that. Yeah. Here we go. You pick one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver. Now you can't Perfect. pick the same one though as anybody else. So once you're done, that's or once the, the oh once they're gone. Okay. Yeah. So Brad, we're going to give you the opportunity first. Who, who do you want to pick first? You want to pick a quarterback, your wide receiver, your running back first? I'm going to pick my quarterback first, Anthony Jalen Hurts. Take him off the board. <laughs> All right. So Brad, just a quick reminder: this would be sleeper players. Uh, Jalen Hurts would not qualify as a sleeper fantasy football player. I'm sorry? Yeah, he wouldn't be a sleeper. Uh, Jalen Hurts does quite well in both real football and fantasy. Okay, well, great. Back to the drawing well, board. All right, well, let just, me try again. I'll just note Anthony? that Mahomes is not available either. Okay, and then, then you're going to say Lamar Jackson. Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, I am going to go with a guy, Anthony, that you know well, and a guy that you love to hate when he hands the ball mm. to the other team. Mm. I'm going to go with your guy, Desmond Ritter, <laughs> as my sleeper pick. The Titans offense, or the Titans defense, not very good. Uh, a couple of weeks back, what was it, five and six, he actually had some like decent weeks. Is he a liability? Of course. <laughs> Will he likely hand over the game to the other team? Yes, yes. absolutely he will. Does that matter for fantasy? Uh-huh. No, it doesn't. So I am going to go with Desmond Ritter as my QB. Brad? I was going to go with Desmond Ritter this week. Wow. So Suck it, Anthony. You snaked me. <laughs> He has scored 13.8, 16.1, and 26.2 fantasy points the last three weeks. And you're right. He's going to hand the ball over consistently. He's also going to make some miracle pass at some point to win the game and or run one in if he's not fumbling. So, yeah, nice pick there, Brad. Nice, Brett. nice pick. Uh, Marsh, why don't you go ahead since Brad took my QB? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going this, back to the this, drawing board. Uh, the guy that I'm <laughs> should have let me take Jalen. I should have. <laughs> the guy I'm going with is uh, a guy that you know just really stepped up last week for his team, and um, you know I don't think anybody even knew who he was before last week. That is Tyson Badgett. Wow, you're going real deep. I'm sleeper going there. real deep sleeper. He's taking on the Brandon Staley led Chargers, mm. and man. 
They're always fun to watch. Not great. Wow. It's such a deep sleeper. I'm not sure if it's Bajent or Badgent. I think it's Bajent. Uh, maybe it is. Nobody I don't knows. know. That's a deep sleeper. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Come on, Anthony. What do you got? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> fortunately... When you get sacked, points don't come off your fantasy total. So I don't have to worry about that with this because this guy's going to get sacked a lot. He's also going to be trailing. I'm going to take Sam Howell of Washington. Okay. That's a good one. Eagles, they force you to throw the ball a bunch. Howell's going to have like 55 pass attempts between being down and also Eric Bieniemy, Like, just He doesn't want to run the ball ever. Uh, he completed 29 of 41 passes for 290 yards and a touchdown while added 40 yards rushing as the Eagles earlier this year. So with Desmond Ritter off the board, I'm going to take Sam Howell. Uh, Marsh, who is your running back? Or if you want to do the wide receiver next, you can do the wide receiver next. I'll go with a wide receiver next. I'm going to use, or not use, but I'm going to go with Josh Downs of the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. He is rostered. <laughs> almost. What? You almost did it. What? Go ahead. Uh, you'll find out. It'll that make means sense. I'm going to have to switch mine, Anthony. It'll make sense in a second here. Uh, <laughs> he's rostered 49.8% uh, of the leagues, at least on ESPN. Um, he's been he's been doing pretty good lately. Um, two touchdowns in his last two weeks, so Josh Downs is my guy. Were you taking Josh Downs there? Uh, no. No, I'm trying to show you who I was going to take, and I'll see if that's your guy. You know what? Go ahead, and you say your guy, yeah, and then Josh, I'll try to zoom. Josh Palmer. Damn it, Chargers! Got him. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought you were going to say Josh Palmer there. Yeah, Joshua Palmer is is, is my selection. Uh, BT, you're probably thinking the same thing I was. So I had him last week too, and he he went off. He, he's he's not a prototypical. When you think of the Chargers, you want Keenan Allen, but yeah. Joshua Palmer. Four catches, 66 yards in the touchdown. Three catches, 77 yards. Four catches, 60 yards. Five catches, 133 yards on 7.3 targets per game in his last four games. So Palmer's an active participant in that Chargers offense, and he's facing one of the worst defenses in the league in uh, Chicago. So I got Josh Palmer as my wide receiver again. So uh, do you want to do your running back there? No, that's okay. Look, I, I had another one written down and the name Anthony like is one really like, oh, that's not a sleeper, but when you look at like what he is, what his production has been, yeah. uh, I'm going to go Calvin Ridley okay. as uh, as uh, my sleeper. Look, he has not been good. Anthony, as you know very well, uh, the Jags will throw the ball a lot. I hope he gets uh, you know a part of that offense. You know, Pittsburgh defense with Mike Tomlin is always solid. Does Calvin Ridley count as yeah. a uh, as a sleeper, yeah, I, mean, I think absolutely. I don't think he's ranked very high. Nah, at all. I think no. so. Yeah, at one point last week. Yeah, so. no, I'll, I'll include him. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you, you, I'll allow it. You think? I mean, you think of Ridley, obviously, if, uh, first round pick, and the first game he he had, uh, you know, he went off. But other than that, he had one touchdown, I think, against the Falcons in London. But it's been very quiet. So no, that counts. All right, until this week. Until this week, yeah. My running back's going to be Chuba Hubbard of the Carolina mm. Panthers. You got Miles Sanders out. Chuba Hubbard has been the better running back of the two anyways. Took over the backfield last week, turned 20 touches into 90 yards and a touchdown while playing 77% of the snaps for the Panthers, and that was two weeks ago. And Houston, I think, can be had on the ground, so I'm going to take Chuba Hubbard as my running back. Uh, BT, you're up. I'm going to go with uh, Deontay Foreman as, uh, as oh, my guy with, with each and Bears. every one of us. <laughs> We snaked each other. Brad got me. I got Brad, and now Brad got uh, yeah, Marshy. 
Uh, 89 yards last week for Foreman. Uh, it, like, it, it's him and Roshan Johnson. Uh, they, they're going to be splitting the carries up quite a bit, but I think this is going to be a good week for Foreman. I like it. Uh, Hurry up, Marshy. What do you got? <laughs> Come on, Marsh. I got two guys I'm looking at. I want Kareem Hunt is one of my guys, but I don't know if he's a sleeper. He's not oh, ranked very high no, at all. You could, you could He's use not, him. but he is rostered by 67% of people. So what? We'll give it to you. Are you That's kidding fine. me? Kareem yeah, all Hunt? Right. Yeah. All right. I think I had Hunt last week. That's my team. All right. There you go. All right. So that's build your own sleeper team. Did you have fun, Brad? I thought that was a blast. I like stealing from each other. That's the most <laughs> <Yeah>. fun part. <laughs> that's the first, I feel like that's the first time we really, we've really done it. It happened three yeah. times. So, All right. Good stuff, boys. We have Fade or Follow. And now I can't remember. We won last week because we, we had Mizzou. We took Mizzou, I believe, the uh, the spread, and Dan followed us. Yeah, so Dan's going to be back for Fader Follow, so we'd have a Fader Follow pick, and then we'll wrap up the show next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for FanDuel Fade or Follow on the Fast Lane. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Everyone follow us. I'll fade. I'll fade. Money, 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 money. All right, time for Fade or Follow in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Dan is back for another week because he... Followed us on Mizzou, covering the seven and a half last week against South Carolina, and boy, that was an easy one. Dan, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Happy Friday. Same to you. Congrats on the the fifty dollars of FanDuel's money, and uh, uh, hopefully they're all that easy, right? Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. So you guys got a good one for me this week. Well, we actually have two different plays for you, but we're, we'll we're not going to tell you what we're on yet. So between BT Marsh and me. We threw out a couple different plays, so we settled on these two. It's either going to be a Jordan Bennington over-under save prop for tonight's or an Adulis Garcia over-under when it comes to total bases for tonight's World Series game. So we figured we'd leave it up to you. Would you like to go with the Jordan Bennington prop play or an Adulis Garcia prop play, and then we'll give you what the play is? Uh, I think I'm going to go Jordan Bennington. Okay, so tonight maybe you're more locked in with the Blues game. Totally get it. So here's our play yeah. for Jordan Bennington. Total saves. The over-under is 27.5. So if he makes 28 or more saves, you cash in if you follow us because we are going to take the over. So he needs to make at least 28 saves tonight against the Vancouver Canucks if you're going to follow with, us. Yeah, with the amount of shots the Blues are giving up, I, I think I'm going to have to follow Again, I, I, you know, I just the way they're they're giving up all these shots, and hopefully Bennington can make the saves, and I think uh, it could be easily be over that. Yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking. I mean, I think he's faced at least what thirty shots in every game, thirty yeah. or thirty-one in every game. So right. you have the over twenty-seven and a half total saves for Jordan Bennington. So he's got to make at least twenty-eight saves tonight against the Canucks. You'll win fifty dollars more of FanDuel's money. You'll be back next week. Sound good? Sounds really great. All right, congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Go Blues. Have a great weekend, Dan. Thanks for playing Fade or Follow. Thanks, you guys, too. Uh, in case you're wondering, we were going to take Brad for, for the Adolis Garcia prop. 
Yeah, it was going to be over one and a half total bases for Adolis Garcia. And a reminder, total bases, walks don't count. No. A double would. A home run certainly would. A couple of singles. Well, that would work out as well. Uh, I would definitely lean that direction. I'd feel pretty comfortable with over one and a half total bases for yeah. Adolis Garcia. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, th- those are always those are always interesting plays because you're right. A walk doesn't count. And a guy gets a single, you're like, oh, I just need one more. And then he's one for four. Or first inning, he you know hits a frozen rope off the wall, and he's that standing helps. there at second. You win. You win in the first inning. So it's good stuff. Um, before we get to criticisms and compliments, PT, always a pleasure, man. Love having you in. I don't think you'll be in next week because Jamie's back for for a while. But then I'm sure we'll we'll get you back in November. Well, I'll come in next week anyhow just because uh, I'm going to be bored enough. But, no, it's been a blast this week filling in, and Jamie's crushing it on TV, doing his thing, and you guys have been fun to uh, work with again. I hope you have a good weekend there, Brad. Oh, you too. What the, What are the kids doing for Halloween? Uh, well, just trick-or-treating around the neighborhood. Got a couple of friends coming over, going to tear this neighborhood up. We got a little uh, neighborhood or city trick-or-treat tomorrow yeah. downtown. So we're nice. going to do some of that. Yeah. What about you guys? Everything fun? That's what we're doing. We're going over to some friend's house, and we're going to kind of tear up their neighborhood. They're doing the same thing. They're having a little neighborhood or block, like, trick-or-treat thing. So. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, criticisms, compliments, Marsh. All right, we have one from the 636. Great work this week, guys. It is impressive how you can shuffle host in and out and not miss a beat or see a drop-off in fun slash quality. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's really observant um, to, to make that. That just goes to the nature of the show. Like, this is everybody, everybody understands what the show is. So, makes it easy that work with it. guys like Brad and Dan. It's a testament, Anthony, to you and Marshy, the couple of constants on this show that actually keep it afloat. <laughs> well, thank you, Brad, but uh, you guys are easy to work with. And the talent of myself and, and Dan. Dan. Absolutely. And Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> it's really mostly about the talent, let's be honest. Yeah. All right, so that'll do. We appreciate it. If anybody left us more criticisms and compliments, uh, we just kind of ran up against it uh, t- today. So uh, we do appreciate everybody listening and watching this week via the Air Comfort Service uh, YouTube channel at 101 ESPN STL. Don't forget, we've got Blues hockey tonight, but coming up next, instant replay, followed by a last minute Blues podcast, and then the Blues pregame. See ya! You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.